0: Single Simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fist into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, leave a voicemail at 916-572-9016 or email us at simulcast at gmail.com. One. Single.
1: Simulcast.
2: Single simulcast episode 314. Shante's in the building. I'm in the building. Trust me. Had jokes. Lost jokes. That's how it goes. Kids. Um. <laughs> I just want to thank y'all for checking out the show. Uh, for letting other folks know about the show. For leaving reviews for the show. Uh, we greatly appreciate everything that y'all are doing for us. We appreciate having the opportunity to... Uh, talk with you uh, or talk at you, I guess, and then talk with you on Twitter uh, at Single Simulcast. Shantae is there at Shantae Fabulous. Um, and I'm there at Rashani. I have to do that because it's all in the show notes, but niggas don't read. Um, <laughs> I I just saw somebody hide straight money in a book and I was like, on the one hand, I'd find that immediately. On the other hand, my brother never would. And it was just like, <laughs> Fifty percent, right there. Just math. Just boom. <laughs> if we're going by Fox News surveys and polls, fifty percent of niggas don't read.
0: <laughs> that's, messed that's messed up. But that, I mean, that is that's that's one of those sayings. And at the same time, though, like who's like it? It's a lot easier to probably look under people's beds, look in dresser drawers. Than to go through each and every book, even if it's not about niggas reading, it's just it just doesn't make any sense. You got to get in and smash and grab. You're not gonna grab a book. You just you're gonna pass the book the bookshelf up. You can't do anything with the bookshelf. Period. Anyway, like you're not selling books, you know. You're not the encyclopedia man. So <laughs> so you gonna pass the books anyway. So it may be just by default. It ain't even about reading. It's not about literacy. Like you know, it might be it's probably some thief out there who probably does read who's offended now. We know you. We know you read, brother. No, oh,
2: he, there's going to be that one nigga who shows up at your house with a with a with a wheelbarrow. Like there was the uh, wet bandits from Home Alone, and their whole thing was they let the water on, so everything got all wet. It's going to be a nigga who brings a wheelbarrow, and his nickname is going to be the librarian, and he's literally going to steal all your books because oh. books are heavy, ladies they and are. gentlemen. If you are a reader and you have moved from one house to another, I commend you because every time I move, literally every time I move, a third of my books get donated to the library right there. Like they are so freaking heavy when you put them all into the same box and, and just
0: niggas be forgetting. <laughs> you pick it up and be thinking what was I thinking? Exactly. Why did I put why did I put them all in one box? Exactly. Why not spread it
2: out? Like 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 why can't we like we you know black folks we label well people label all the boxes anyway. Why can't we just have towels and books? <laughs> Soap and books. Sheets and books. It's got to be something light and books cuz <laughs> if you do like microwave and books you're you're only fucking yourself you're not you're not fucking me at all because i'm going to bed but um i remember when i was when was the first time we moved i was 11 mm-hmm. i was 11 that was back when i used to take a suitcase with me to school uh, a suitcase full of books and i would check my books out to my friends and have a notebook of who i loan books out to and they never brought it back
0: uh, oh, when I wow. asked
2: them about my books, they got mad. It was a harbinger of the future. Um, niggas be act. I, oh, I, I lost that CD. Niggas in your CD player right now. I lost it. <laughs> um, but so I had this suitcase full of books. Uh, Good books too. Maniac McGee, the Babysitter's Club, the Phantom Tollbooth. And when I say the Babysitter's Club, I'm just saying like the whole series, including Babysitter's Club, Little Sister or whatever it was with Karen, who uh, had her parents had joint custody of her. So in one place she lived in a mansion and in the other place she lived in a bigger fucking mansion. Like, (laughs) do you know how happy I was when my parents said they were divorcing? Because of Babysitter's Club, little sister, I just knew we were upgrading (laughs) like a motherfucker. Like, okay. Oh, no. You thought it was a... Wow, you thought it was a party. Yes. This is the part. This is it. (laughs) I'm going to get my own room. Fuck it. I'm going to get my own rooms. And both of my parents are going to want to be with me. (laughs) And... We're still going to be able to go to the same school, and that shit don't happen. Niggas break up and just all of a sudden find a house on the opposite side of town. Like, how'd that happen? How y'all live in the same house for, like, ever, and then as soon as you break up, you're like, oh, yeah, I was looking for a house in the north side. Anyway, nigga, you live in south side. <laughs> oh, you was looking for a house in the north side because you got a girl in the, or or a significant other in the north side. I understand now, but... Back then it was like, how does this happen? So immediately you have to choose which parent you're going to be with because of schools and it wasn't nothing like the Babysitter's Club. They need to do more research. <laughs> and they had horrible shit in their super-sized books like they went on a Disney World cruise where they got to the cruise for three days and go to Disney World for four days and that shit was actually a real thing. That's fucked up. <laughs> Because as soon as I found out that was a real thing, guess what I wanted to do every single birthday. And my mom finally had to sit me down and say, they don't cruise in January. And I was like, yes, I do. It's cold in January. I don't, I don't understand what you're saying, Big Bob. I don't, it's not, <laughs> it's, it's not registering for me because in this book, it said it's sunny in Florida all the time. And, those those young ladies, Stacy and Mallory and Claudia, Claudia, and I swear there was a G- huh? Christy, huh? Christy, Christy was a leader. Yeah, I can't. I yeah, can't
0: that's all. That's all I got. Cause yeah. not, cause, cause now it's like mixing up like the images of the uh, the images of the people. Like I got like the old school hbo i think series is going through my head the images of the women of the girls on the books and then there was the movie yes that i think was completely different that had completely different uh actresses from the hbo series or whatever that they had going on so yeah i got all kinds of faces flying through my name, you know flying through my head but i can't I, I yeah it's like stacy mallory christy claudia that's all i got i remember stacy because she's the one who had the beaties Right. Stacey had diabetes. Claudia was Asian. She had an older sister. Yeah. I read, I've read one of those books. Like she was going through a whole thing about not being as good as her sister at school. Like her sister was like super duper dope at school and Claudia was not. Like it, it seemed clearly like Claudia was like into, you know, she was doing a babysitting thing and, you know, being a fucking teenage girl, mm-hmm. you know, having a good time. And so, yeah, she felt, she felt some kind of way about that. And then Christy, yeah, Chris. What you said? Christy was a leader and rich. And was she? Yeah, it did because seem her little like it.
2: sister was the one in Babysitters Club. Little sister. So when they divorced, they
0: went to two mansions. See, yeah, it was. They did have like at least in the show, they did have a big ass house. That nigga, they had a nigga. huge house. They lived in Stamford, Connecticut.
2: When I was a kid, these things didn't register. They lived in Stamford. All of them did. They're yeah. rich as fuck. How are you making these books for little black kids? How how dare you? Like niggas hopping off boats. Like, like it wasn't even. Now that I think about it, it wasn't even a Disney World cruise. It was their own boat. I know that now. They were just hopping off boats and doves were flying in front of them. And Disney World just shut down. They got the VIP treatment. Some
1: motherfucking.
2: Personally. I got Stacy, Claudia, Mallory, Christy. And then I started thinking about people from Nickelodeon. So Jesse popped in my head from Disney. And then Rue from Hunger Games. And I was like, Wait, I've gone three Wait. steps too far.
0: Like you pick it out people from different books and shows. I like am? you just jumped and you just dived into something else. More teenagers. <laughs> that was that, that kid's a teenager, that one. That, hey, one, hey that you, one. Hey you, hey you, it come was here, all babysitting.
2: Come, come be a part of this group. <laughs> Jessica and and the other sister, the Wakefields from Sweet Valley Twins and oh, Sweet wow. Valley High. Um, I read all of those books because why not? There were there were books available and I read them. So I had those books and then I had um As Long As We're Together by I want to say Judy Bloom and uh Are You There Goddess Me Margaret? Um by Judy Bloom. And a whole bunch of stuff by Beverly Cleary and, um, in the suitcase. And I came back home with the suitcase and, and as soon as I got in the door, I will never forget this. I will never, ever say that my dad was a bad, bad person. I will just say that he was always very harsh. And so Mm -hmm. I remember I came in the door with the suitcase full of books and he was like, I've been looking for that fucking suitcase. And I was like, here. I'm, I'm I'm 11 here and he took the suitcase and took the books out he didn't dump them out he took them out and he was like put these in a box and i was like why and he was like we're moving and that's how i found out we were moving the first time like they had packed up everything else around me and i was just oblivious just going to school and giving out <laughs> library books so i was like where are we moving to and he was like we're moving to washington and i was like shoot I'm never going to get those books back that I checked out to my friends. So like five or six books were just gone right there. But then all the rest of the books went to a box. And I remember uh, we were moving. So that means that my mom wasn't actually doing shit because she was supervising. This is a direct quote. Y'all, I don't, I I supervise. That's my job. I'm a manager. Y'all do what I tell you to do and things get done quicker. Boom. That was the household uh, rule. My mom ran the fucking house. My dad just got mad and, and let it boil over till he just struck out at the kids. And we just sat back and we're just fucking oblivious until the shit hit the fan. And then it was too late. Um, and so my mom's supervising all the, all the big stuff is in the truck. The, the refrigerator washer, dryer, all that kind of stuff. I'm 11. My brother's 13. That means we weren't lifting shit. <laughs> So my dad is doing this shit by himself. And then he had done the washer, the dryer, the refrigerator. One of them, we did help out on that big wood grain. I don't fucking know why that big wood grain, like 49 inch projection television that weighed like 400 pounds. Mm. Those old TVs were some bullshit. Now that I can lift a TV on my own, it's like, this horrible as I carry a TV with one hand up and down the stairs. Who needs a TV? Um, (laughs) But carried all that stuff by himself, with the exception of the television, with no complaints, which is really surprising. No complaints. Maybe some inward grumbling, but no real complaints. And then he got to my books. And I remember vividly him saying, God damn it. What is this? And he opened up the box and it was my books. And he was like, whose books are these? And I looked at him like, nigga, really? (laughs) Never mind, Dad. Come on. It, it's a fucking fourth grade wizards. Come on. Who else? It's it's super fun. Who else's books tells of a third grade nothing, like fourth grade nothing. Who Whose books would these be? And he was like, you know what? Choose three. Oh, wow. And I said. And he said, now, choose, choose three books. And so I sat there. And looked over this box of books and chose three. And we packed up the rest of the house. And my four boxes of books sat on the uh, entryway as soon as you walk into the door left behind. So somebody got a hell of a lot of good fucking books and I was wow. mad back then. I was really like, I was hot for a while. Cause I was like, those are my books. You know, I didn't play ball back then. I didn't do anything. I was, I was, I was a reader. I love to read. Uh, and so that hurt me. It hurt me bad. It hurt me all the way until I turned 21 and moved in with Isabella or Isabella's mom and I moved in together and I had to move my own books. And I was like you know what mom I'm going to keep these here for when Isabella gets older (laughs) These books are special to me So I'm just going to leave them here And I never moved them And they're sitting in my mom's house And that's when I understood Books are heavy as fuck
0: (laughs) Well I'm glad this story is ending on a a, We've circled around (laughs) (laughs) Or whatever Because that was sad as fuck it was it was traumatizing. Like that is fucking sad and messed up. Like choose three, and then they're just left like just on the, there. like just there. Just you know, like what is it's almost like. Well, what if nobody did pick up the books? What if they got rained on? Mm. You know, what if they just they just languished forever? Just it's fucked up. It's fucked don't, up. Don't but do now, that to me. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> but now, but. But, but, Babysitters Club. So I did, I decided to look up everybody's name. Okay. So hold on hold, so- on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on,
2: hold on. Okay. So there was Mallory, of course, Claudia, Stacy, Christy.
0: We already said those ones. I swear was Jessie. there was a Jesse. There was a Jesse. That's what I was trying to, that's what I was ready to tell you, that there actually was a Jesse. I knew it. I just didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't remember Jesse, but whatever. But then there's also a Marianne. Yes. Dawn. Yes. And then it says Shannon and Abby, who I don't remember. I don't know if maybe they were like the two younger, like
2: that shit's made up.
0: I know. And maybe and they also could have just got added into like the whole second whatever coming of the babysitters club. And then there was Logan Bruno. Yeah, there was
2: Logan who was Stacy's
0: boyfriend? I think so. I think he got he got roped in to babysitting.
2: Because there were little boys and Logan was so good with the boys. That right. they were like, Logan, you should open up a guy's version of the Babysitter's
0: Club. And that was, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think remember. that was in one of the movies, too. I think Logan ended up, like, Logan wasn't in uh, the series, like, that original series from the 80s. But, like, later on, maybe something like in the late, late 80s or the 90s or something, they came back. Like, you know, they had a movie. And I think Logan was in the movie.
2: And Logan had, like, the Ash the ashy blonde hair and just the perfect smile and all that kind. I remember that nigga. (laughs) I remember Logan. Like, first of all, first of all, first motherfucker I ever read, whose name was Logan. And I was like, the fuck is this shit? (laughs) I could deal with everything else in this book, but I could not get past a nigga's name being fucking Logan
1: Bruno.
2: Oh, God, even now. <laughs> I feel like the hyenas felt when they said move faster, Just, oh, God, no, Logan, Bruno, oh. <sighs> yes, I'm that nigga. <laughs> I openly disliked Logan Bruno because he was able to live in a world where everybody was rich and they could just hop off of boats Ghost ride the fucking boat in the Disney world while doves with fucking little elves on their back flew in front of them and a red carpet rolled out and they always had adventures. I wanted an adventure. You know what my best adventure was? One day, I didn't tell my mom I was going to my friend's house to play video games, and I went straight to his house after school, and I stayed there from, like, 2.30 in the afternoon till like, 8 o'clock p.m., and then I came back home from my adventure, and there was a helicopter hovering over my grandmother's house because my mom had called the police and set up a search party to look for me because we lived in the hood, and she thought I got kidnapped and murdered, and I just walked in like, hey, everybody, what's for dinner? Oh, my God.
0: Oh wow, that's terrifying.
2: Yeah, that episode was called the belt. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 there. My mom, obviously, my grandma walked me outside because my mom couldn't even talk when I walked in. Like, hey everybody, like, hey, I didn't know. I was just so happy about playing this video game. I wanted to tell everybody, hey. And my my grandma was like, come here, come here, come here, and she was like. Uh, you know why your mom is, like, mad, right? And I was like, no. And she was like, well, then go back in. <laughs> and so because I didn't know why my mom was mad, that gave my mom the opportunity to talk to me for 30 minutes about responsibilities and stuff like that. I don't really remember the conversation because while she was talking to me with her lips, her hands were striking a belt against her thigh. <laughs> And so it's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever met a snake that could talk, but when a snake starts talking to you, you're really just waiting for it to strike. And I've never had a snake talk to me either. That will be fucking weird, but I'm dope. You know, I'm just thinking like if you're on the weed or the acid, a snake has talked to you once. Like, come on, people. Grow up. Um, (laughs) But I was watching the belt, and so I missed like three-fourths of the conversation. But I remember there were certain points where I was supposed to say, I'm sorry. (laughs) So she stopped talking and i just apologized like over and over again and i was like you know what i deserve this whipping i deserve to get whooped for what i did for not coming home because that video game was not and i couldn't even finish the sentence because it was worth it That video Mm. game was fucking new. And it wasn't even a good video (laughs) game. (laughs) That's terrible. It wasn't even a good video game. It was just a new video game. (laughs) And I wanted to play it. So, like, I hear about people now who at the age of, like, 16, 17 go past their curfew. And Mm -hmm. their mindset is, I'm already in trouble. Yeah. I may as well just stay out didn't even cross my mind that i was doing that at the age of 10 wow
0: that's wild <laughs> it was on that's the second genesis
2: and it was fucking buster duck no it wasn't buster douglas boxing it was riddick bow boxing on the second genesis oh my genesis. god Ew. i got my ass handed to me for riddick <laughs> bow boxing
0: rid Bowe and wait—he beat Mike Tyson, right? That yeah. Was it Buster Douglas that beat Mike, or was it both of them?
2: You know what? They both beat him. Let me check. Cause you know what? I think it was actually Buster Douglas uh, Attack Boxing or something like that. Hold okay. On. Now I gotta look. Buster Douglas Sega Master System. Yep, it was Buster Douglas Boxing. Okay. And I just, I just knew that it was a great game, but it wasn't. I I downloaded it. Somehow, I don't know how, a couple years ago, for this system that somehow appeared on my computer, and I was playing it, and I was like, this is fucking horrible. It's just an awful game. This was not worth the whooping I got when I was was that age.
0: Certain things I will risk it all. That was <laughs> that's great. That's wild though. It doesn't sound like it would be a good game though, because it's Buster Douglas. It's like he fought Mike Tyson, beat him, and then that was it. It was just like that was his career. Mm-hmm. You know, so how, so how is how is anybody going to make a great boxing game based on this dude? I mean, it was, based on, it was it was a cash grab. That was that's what that was. That was a cash grab. They were just like, ooh, you guys want this? You know, Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson. You guys want to play this video game? and you know they went for it
2: i I was you know mom if you just played the game you'd understand (laughs) i I, I don't know if i said that out loud or if i just thought it but i was like if you played the game because back then we weren't allowed to play video games it had to be like christmas break for us to be able to play video games during the week Oh, wow. Otherwise, you couldn't play video games during the week. You could barely play during the weekend. You play for like an hour on the weekends. And that was after you got woken up at like 6 o'clock in the morning by uh, Take Six and Yolanda Adams playing at full volume and your mom vacuuming and just happening to continually bump the vacuum cleaner into your door (laughs) as she's vacuuming. And then she'll just That's open the door, and it was a loud ass vacuum cleaner. It's not oh, yeah. like the vacuum cleaners are now, where it's like all quiet and and nice and gentle and shit. It was like,
0: Aah! yeah, yeah. Those motherfuckers have like a million decibels. Yes, <laughs> and they
2: had to turn off the vacuum cleaner in order for you to hear what they were to hear what they were saying. So my mom turned off the vacuum cleaner. and was like, oh, you're up.
0: <laughs> That's terrible. That's sad. No, it's it's kind of sad because when I was little, like. You know, my brother and I, we pretty much had free reign of the game systems, whichever ones were in the house at the time. You know, obviously, we had to do our homework and whatever and all that different kind of stuff. But, you know, we played during the week. We played on the weekend. You know, my dad would rent us video games and shit and everything. So, you know, it was great. But now I think I think about it now as far as with my kids and stuff. And I've got it down to where they can't, you know, my son, he can't play during the week. (laughs) It's kind (laughs) of... (laughs) it's like I've turned it around and it's just like yes I had free reign of just about whichever game systems we had in the house and him it's just like can I play no no you can not play this shit you can catch it on a weekend
2: (laughs) they spoke of you in legend you and your brother (laughs) they spoke of y'all y'all were the black children who of destiny who were just (laughs) able to play video games I wish I knew about y'all niggas because seriously (laughs)
0: Oh man, you know, you know what? Nobody know they. You, they might have tried. We used to motherfuckers used to be like, oh, oh, Shante rich. It's like motherfucker. I just, I'm not fucking. What are you talking about? My, my parents work at the same motherfucking factory you Your parents do. What are you talking about? You stupid. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but at the same, but you know, nobody really, you know, nobody kicked it over at our house, so they didn't realize that we probably had free reign of you know the Nintendo without any you know, without any kind of, you know, parameters around it. It was just, we got to play.
2: That sounds like something that you read about in the Babysitter's Club.
0: Which, (laughs) you know what? I had just
2: the largest, uh, I want to say juxtaposition, that's not the word. When I go to sleep, it's going to pop into my head and I'm going to be mad. But two of my favorite book series had just the biggest differences between them. One was a babysitter's club where, again, they lived in fucking Stanford, people. Not Stanford, California. Stanford, Connecticut, where the median income back then was like $100,000. Um, and now probably like a milli.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then my other favorite group of books by by white writers, the boxcar children. hmm homeless kids who lived in the train <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> like you go from nope you go from all the money to no money exactly and it was just like huh they had adventures too they didn't really have it their story was wholly unrealistic because i've seen how uh kids on who live by themselves get treated by the police And I never saw a police in in any of those books. Like, it was just all magic, and they found food wherever they wanted to. Life is not like that. Life is hard for those folks. Um, So, um, yeah, I don't even know. This is what happens uh, when my kids uh, ask me to get them stuff, like, very last minute. I go off on complete and utter tangents. Um, A married couple who were desperate to conceive... Uh, were found to have been uh, having anal sex for four years.
1: Uh -uh.
2: The extraordinary blunder came to light after a 26-year-old man and his 24-year-old wife went to see an obstetrician about their lack of success. When Dr. Lu Hong-Mei investigated further, she found out the woman had regular sex, but that it was unusually, unusually painful every time. Oh, my God. At first, Dr. Liu thought her patient might be suffering some sort of disease or disorder. But according to China's Guiyang Evening Post, further examinations found that the clueless couple from Beijing City in China's south southwestern Guizhou province had been having anal sex all along. Mm-mm. Further tests confirmed this and amazingly found that the wife was a virgin.
1: Mm-mm.
2: Dr. Liu said four years of marriage and neither the husband nor wife knew how to get pregnant. Couples so lacking in general knowledge are very rare, but it is not uncommon for people to lack or have misconceptions regarding sexual knowledge. The doctor then reportedly handed the couple each a sex ed handbook and also gave them guidelines before they were sent home. The advice appeared to work as news of the wife's pregnancy arrived just a few months later. They reportedly informed the doctors that they were finally expecting and sent 100 eggs and a live hen as gifts. See, I read all of those cities and everything, so then y'all didn't think that, that was some bullshit.
0: It still sounds like some bullshit, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like this, no. this I mean, like, I'm going to operate like this is actually true, but it still sounds like some bullshit. <laughs> And it sound boy, I'm like the idea that it was like painful like all the time. It's like I bet the fuck it was. I bet this person was going in with no lube and just, you know shoving his way <laughs> Uh uh-uh. uh. That's actually that is quite awful. Yeah. That is quite cause I don't under Because hmm. mm. see then it's because then it gets into this whole the whole idea Of women not being able to talk about what they like and they don't like, like, like whether this is true or not, there's still that idea that there are women who are kind of grinning and bearing it through sex. You know, they're grinning and bearing it through sex, you know, that it doesn't feel good. They're not having an orgasm. They're not aroused when it's, you know, starting or during or after anything. And they're, but they're still doing it. They're still totally participating in the sex. It's just not good sex.
2: I just... Like you said, there are definitely... Uh, the. I, I'm quite certain that, the, like you said, the number of women who are experiencing that isn't nearly as low as it should be in this day and age. Um, and I think that so much of that is linked back to the fragility of the male ego. Like you don't want to tell a guy that they're lacking or that Mm -hmm. they're, that they're not stroking it right or whatever it may be. And it's not because you don't want to hurt their feelings, but because you don't want to upset them. Um, but, and this is completely and totally male privilege in my mind when I'm like, sometimes you need to get your feelings hurt. Like that's complete and total male privilege. And I'm willing to acknowledge that and just face it as it is because guys will tell a woman in a millisecond, this is what's going on. This is what's not working this, this and this and not even wonder about how they feel. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas for ladies, it is a constant tightrope and that's horrible that this young lady was in a position where she was literally getting assaulted for four years because if there was no lube, no anything, that is just pain. I, I know that now because I, I had a uh, prostate exam. Oh, yeah. Yeah, needed a bit more lube for that one. Uh, Yikes. I don't even know if they found the prostate. I don't know what they were looking for. I That shit. Yeah, so... Um, I'm almost scared that they actually conceived. Um, but I'm also hopeful that once they found out that they were doing it wrong, which really, dude, what are you doing? Like, were y'all always in the dark? He was clearly in the dark. Um, but like, now they're together fucking forever. She needed a, somebody who was able to say, girl, that's a booty hole. And <laughs> move it up just a little bit. Or were was saying, you know, you should be comfortable enough in our marriage in our relationship to to, you know, does six words, does this feel good to you? I think that that's something that guys can always ask in order to open up dialogue that the, that their partner may not want to or may not be comfortable bringing up without them asking you know um i'm just trying to think of how this could have been avoided because that's fucked up four years and the dude let's be honest If they were trying to get pregnant for four years, that means the dude was having enough pleasure that he was ejaculating.
0: Yeah. I mean, yes, you would definitely think so.
2: Which means that that was, I don't know how long it took for him to get there, but it was a lot of rubbing and friction in a lubeless booty hole.
0: And still into it. Oh, that's Still, mm-hmm. This, but but that's but that's the thing I think like even like not necessarily like I don't know like I said I don't know how true this extreme situation is but that I feel like shit like that happens where it just it does not feel good to you know the person receiving whatever they're receiving you know and but the person who has the penis is totally enjoying themselves. And is oblivious to the fact that the other person is not enjoying this. Is not enjoying it. So, yeah. It's my stuff. It, it, it makes me think about the... Uh, there's a... On Netflix, there's a show called Explained. It comes on every... A new episode pops up every Wednesday. This last Wednesday's episode was about the female orgasm. And they talked about how... Uh, it was like... 50 or 60 something, whatever it was, it was a low amount of women who are with men reporting whether or not they have an orgasm or not. And it was low compared to uh, women who were with women. You know, they were, it was like 86% of women who were with women were reporting orgasms, while women who were with men It was like 50 something percent. So it was basically like one in two, you know, are actually having possibly pleasurable sex, possibly because granted, you can't granted you can have sex without uh, being brought to orgasm. But still, you know, that's low because then because the men in, you know, the the men who were with women, their number was super high as far as reporting an orgasm. You know, so it's like, here's these women having sex, not having an orgasm as much as the men that they're with having an orgasm. So that means, you know, obviously the pleasure ratio is off. I just I I feel like, first of all,
2: I feel like um, and I have opinions that cannot be fully correlated. I think that's the best way to put it at this point in time. They can't be correlated because I am a cis male, uh, a cis heteronormative male. I think that's the way to put it. I think that's the phrasing. Um And so when it comes to women being pleasured by women, I just, I, I feel in my heart it's because women know exactly like how, to, like women are more intuitive and they're just more tender and they're just... They fucking know what women like on their bodies, but even if they don't like that, they are willing to talk about it, like, openly and honestly. Whereas, guys... Shit, that was a rap song that came out a couple, like, 20 years ago. That was like, if she don't come when I come, she come when I come back. As in when I come back to the house. The next time. I mean... So niggas were not concerned. Like for a long time, I don't think people. I don't think guys believed women when they said they had a a organ that was more sensitive than the than the head of your penis. I don't think guys believed them. Like yeah, get the fuck out of here. Is it your nipples? I'm gonna play with your nipples. I'm gonna do that. I see those. They're right there. Oh, it's it's hidden. Huh? <laughs> and you have a a, a spot too, huh? Hmm. G-spot, huh? All the G's are down there? Okay. Alright. Punk ass. Alright, I see you. Fuck this. I'm out. So, niggas are stupid. And I think that uh, that may have caused a fucking men... Like, seriously, niggas just don't want to put in the effort. And when I say niggas, I mean all y'all motherfuckers. White, Asian, I can say it, y'all can't. That's the difference. But (laughs) I think that they just don't want to put in the effort necessary to uh, get a woman or their partner to the point where they can feel comfortable enough to have an orgasm. Uh, Because I think that there is a belief that foreplay is just rubbing your dry fingers over a woman's uh, vagina four or five times and then jamming said dry fingers into her and then saying roughly in her ear, are you ready? And maybe, Ugh. who knows? Maybe for somebody, who knows? That might be, oh, that might be all of it, but. Oh, man. That's yeah. awful. Yeah, it sounds awful. When I said it, I was like, oh. Um, waiting for somebody to stand up and say, I volunteer as tribute because nobody want to do that shit. But, um, like, seriously, if you do, and this is, this is, we're, like, the story is gone. I'm, I'm being completely serious here, fellas. If you spend time, like, literally spend time lavishing your partner before penetration, you don't have to work as hard after penetration. You just don't. And I know a lot of y'all folks, me, ain't the <coughs> skinniest niggas in the world. And I know that some of y'all get cramps in your legs and and you lose the rhythm and all that kind of stuff. If you spend a good – here's what I try and do. This just me, you know, Rashani, being cool, whatever. I try and spend a TV show, 22 to 30 minutes, usually 30 because i it's a fetish of mine, I enjoy it, but if you do that, even more, if you do two episodes, <laughs> you don't have to work as hard, back in the day, folks were like, I don't eat pussy, cool, me neither, but I'll lick the shit out of one. y'all need to explore y'all need to be more open about this kind of stuff because ain't nobody worried about your masculinity in your bedroom ain't nobody else in there unless y'all got that kind of a relationship at which point more power to you but by and large just you and your significant other and you are literally telling the person who is trusting you with their pleasure I don't do that Nah, I don't do that. That ain't me. I don't know where you heard that from. This is sixty-eight and I owe you one. Get get with the times. Try harder. Work harder. Um Madison police believe a Madison man, this is the Madison by the way, um, is behind a college parking scam. On Wednesday, police said they are working to arrest 23-year-old Tony Fountain of Madison for scamming University of Wisconsin students. Officers said that on Tuesday, a victim gave Fountain $400 in rent for a parking space that Fountain does not
1: own. Mm -mm.
2: Fountain was arrested earlier this summer on suspicion of charging rent for a parking space on Hawthorne Court, also not under his control. Fountain, who used the name "quote Bama Flow," end quote, <laughs> use Bama Flow, online, has been contacting potential victims through a Facebook group where UW students find apartments and parking spots. Here's the kill shot. Officers are trying to find probable cause to arrest Fountain. What he's doing is not illegal.
0: Oh wow! How is it? Wow! Like it's not fraud like that's like I would think that that's fraud unless unless there's like some um like I would think, OK, like it's a college town. Right. Mm-hmm. So you as someone that lives in this college town can charge people to park, you know, in front of your house or wherever, you know, you're property maybe so maybe it's something like that because i feel like that's what would happen i feel like something like that could happen uh in norman in norman oklahoma where the university of oklahoma is because where the the campus is like you know it's kind of smack dab in the middle of kind of a residential area so you have situations where there's people who want to go to the football game and want to park so somebody might be able to be like okay you can park in my driveway but you got to pay me fifty dollars. So maybe it's some, maybe it's a setup like that. That that's why it's not against the law, and he's not necessarily defrauding anybody.
2: I could see that being more likely than what went through my mind, which was that he's meeting people at the mall, <laughs> and he's like, "You could park right there. Don't worry, I'll reserve your spot for you. It's ain't nobody gonna park there. You're, you're good. Here, here's a parking placard." And you're right. I can't see how this isn't fraud, but because Wisconsin police are saying it ain't, I go right back out there. Like y'all still looking? Word. Cool. Okay. Hey, y'all, Bama flow's back in the building. Who needs a parking <laughs> spot?
0: Like I just, oh man, $400. $400. So that means That's... it was for the school year. It had to have been. You would, boy, you would hope you would hope that it is or something because i just feel like that's how much somebody might charge for a parking spot in like uh new jersey or something new york you know where they don't have uh you know where parking is kind of premium in mm-hmm. that kind of a place so like yucks, four hundred dollars like 400. good grief
2: fo hundo to get the park where bama flow points you at fo hundo for the bama flow Mm-mm. I wanna know how he got that nickname. I feel like he's a horrible rapper.
0: Oh yeah, that's definitely like Jamie Kennedy vibe mm-hmm. <laughs> going on. He is definitely what is what was he? Who was he? Malibu Ghost Wanted? Uh Brad. B Rad. Be Rad yeah. Be Rad yeah,
2: from the Boo. I'm mad that I remember that, but it was <laughs> actually a kinda okay movie.
0: Oh yeah, it was good. it was goofy as fuck and Tay Diggs was in it. Yeah, and Anthony Being Anderson was, Yeah. Acting, Both of them being goofy as fuck.
2: Like, they were acting like they were gangsters. and it was, um,
0: <clears throat>
2: Like a real-life version of a Looney Tune cartoon, a visitor to a Portuguese museum was injured last week when he stepped into an art installation resembling an inky void. Currently on exhibit at the Sorales Museum uh, in Porto, Descent into Limbo by Anish Kapoor includes an actual eight-foot hole that's painted black so it appeared to have no depth at all. According to Britain's Times, attendees of previous showings of the work have questioned whether there was really a hole in the floor or whether it was simply a circle painted with extremely dark black paint. Well, I guess there'll be no doubts going forward.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, I saw that. I saw the hole and everything, and there was nothing around the hole. So I would think that this museum would be liable for I mean this person's silliness because it's just like because if anything I would have like probably like reached my hand down mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of like walking you know into it because it's because it's like well, what if it really is a hole like you don't know how far it goes down or anything you can't tell it's just like touch it like check it with your hand don't check it with your feet or your whole body I I just
2: I feel like First of all, I feel like he made the goofy yell when he fell in.
1: <laughs>
2: um, and then I also feel like people who are standing around were just watching. Like, we were wondering. We, we have been wondering about that. All right, you win. Give, here, here's $5. It is a hole.
0: Yeah, like, definitely. Because nobody, I mean, this is like, sounds like this is the first person that's ever fell in the hole.
2: I don't want to <laughs> laugh at it. But at the same time, it's not, it is.
0: It, it, it's it. funny. It's No, this is... I mean, like, this is sad that he got hurt and everything, but the concept of it, that he fell in a hole, that he could have checked, you know, in a different kind of way, he could have... Like, I just feel like he was just like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, <laughs> and, <there> <laughs> and he
2: was gone. Hey, did y'all see where he went to? Nah. Nah, I, I didn't. Let's keep going. I don't know. Yeah. The like, nigga museum, fell eight feet.
0: Yeah, I mean, and the museum, it's just like eight feet. Like, a, another thing, too, as far as the museum not having something around it to designate it, like, even if somebody didn't, like, purposely, like, go into it thinking it was something else, like, somebody could have accidentally fell in it. You know, could have been backing up, trying to see something, whatever. So, gone. You know, it was just, it didn't look safe. It's like, why do you have a hole? Like, in what world is there a place where there's a hole in the floor and there's not something indicating, hey, there's a hole in the floor, like some type of, you know, you know, rope or something to just, you know, have it roped off and just be like, hey, this is a hole. Don't hurt yourself. Like, you just banking on people to not believe you. I mean, to banking on people to, yeah, banking on people to just be like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's they, a
2: hole. It's, it's a hole. They expect you to believe the whole story, not just parts of it.
0: Yeah, that's silly. They should have put a partition around it. Be smarter, museum people.
2: Look, look, the museum people knew, first of all, Looney Tunes clearly states that if there's a black circle on the ground, don't
0: step on it. No, that you stick your hand in it. <laughs> It'll avoid that. I'm not even going near it. But no, that's what they do. But That's what happens on the... On the cartoons. They stick their hand in it. Yeah,
2: they do. Except for like uh Wiley Coyote who always fell straight through. I feel like this dude's real name is like Wiley. Like um I just like Okay, so this dude is in just like I'm not even thinking about the dude who fell into the hole anymore. He's dead. He's okay. He's gone. Um <laughs> I'm thinking about the dude who put this together, like, convinced them to let him dig an eight foot hole like how this art piece come about that's what i'm curious about like is this on the ground floor and they he literally dug eight feet or is this on the second floor and it touches all the way down to the first floor and like i don't i don't know i have questions how is this art That's my biggest question. I see beauty everywhere, but I don't see it in a black hole. I mean, I guess like if I saw a black hole, I might think it was kind of, but not really. Hey, I forgot to talk about our uh, adventures in working with white women. Okay. Um, A homeless veteran in Philadelphia who made headlines last year after he used his last $20 to fill up a gas tank for a stranded motorist says he is panhandling once again and using drugs and he has no access to the money that was raised on his behalf. Johnny Bobbitt gained worldwide attention when he used his last $20 bill to fill up the gas tank of stranded motorist Kate McClure in November 2017. McClure and her boyfriend, Mark D'Amico, started a GoFundMe campaign in return, promising that Bobbitt would have a home. Bobbitt told the Philadelphia Inquirer that he can't use the $200,000 that's left out of the $4,000 the donors raised on GoFundMe, and he no longer has a camper or a car. McClure said that the couple did all they could to help Bobbitt. In an interview with the Inquirer last week, D'Amico says he controls the money and will start dispensing it when Bobbitt gets a job and stops using drugs. Quote, giving him all that money, it's never going to happen. I'll burn it in front of him, he said. Adding that giving an addict the money would be like giving him a loaded gun. Bobby admits that the, Bobby admits that the couple once gave him $25,000 and he gave it to relatives, friends, and spent some on drugs. He questions the couple's motives and fears they may have squandered the money. Quote, I think it might have been good intentions in the beginning, but with that amount of money, I think it became greed, Bobbitt said. GoFundMe is investigating whether the money was mismanaged and said it'll work to ensure Bobbitt receives the help he deserves and that the donor's intentions are honored. Here's the first thing. Robert told the Philadelphia Inquirer that he can't use the $200,000 that's left out of the $400,000. Where'd the other $175,000 go, people? I I know GoFundMe takes some of the money. I know they do. But did y'all already take some off the top? Like, what exactly is happening here? This dude gave his last $20 to this woman who was stranded on the side of the road. They start up a GoFundMe and they're like, we're going to make sure you get a house until the money starts rolling in. And then it goes from we're going to get you a house to we can't really trust you with this money. You're a
1: drug addict.
0: That's how it goes. That's I mean, I feel like something like this has happened to somebody else that they, you know, that, you know, white people create a goFundMe for them and then they don't want to give the money to the person who they created the GoFundMe me for it was a black kid wasn't it I think so I feel like it was a bl- I feel like it was a black kid that that happened to I just don't remember what uh that that kid's circumstances were and why and I don't even know what happened to it you know obviously what how it got resolved or if it got resolved at all but that yeah it's just this mess it's so messed up to use somebody's plight and then you know turn around and and be greedy behind it but it but then at the same time it totally makes sense it totally makes sense i feel like a lot of people would do that underhanded shit because it's like once you look because because you're thinking like oh man this is a lot of money i could do a whole bunch with this money and then all that altruistic shit just goes out the window
2: I found it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was a uh, homeless college student Mm -hmm. uh, who uh, Casey Blaney uh, have raised $184,000 for him. And then after they didn't get along anymore, she uh, called over to GoFundMe and said that the multiple questions have been raised about Fred's story. Uh, we received conflicting information about his initial story, so we've asked for the campaign to be reviewed while he's living in a tent on the campus. Mm
1: -hmm, Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. I remember. I I don't know what happened with it, though. That was back in 2016, so y'all been messing with people's money forever. Not even caring, but it's just people who get into positions of power, even the smallest position of power, usually do not know how to deal with that power. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, they've never seen that much money before, or whatever, and then they realize that that money's not theirs, and they all of a sudden become very insistent about what should happen with that money. Yep. And it turns into, uh, honestly, it turns into a maze song. Before I Let Go. <laughs> Here's what I'm gonna need you to promise me I don't need to promise you nothing you promised me Like wait
0: How'd this flip on me making promises to you You promised me this money Yeah and it's messed up And it's messed up That it turned like I don't know Sometimes it seems like these people When they're doing these GoFundMes Should end The GoFundMe sooner You know Like, why not, you know, raise 15K for this dude and then let him have that 15K or whatever it is that he's going to get, you know, after it's all over and done with, you know, as far as what GoFundMe and fees and whatever, whatever. Because it's just like, you know, somebody raises $200,000, $100,000, like that's a lot of fucking money to part with. Like, it's not okay that they're doing this man like this. But it's also, like, like think. Think for, you know, like, if you really want to do something for somebody, don't put yourself in a position to be tempted to not do what you want to do for this person.
2: hmm And don't even... If... Okay, so... If you're in a situation where you don't have a lot of money and you start to go fund me to help somebody else out, that's already an issue if you feel like you well you are likely to give in a temptation. Uh because I don't remember what it was that I was reading. It might have been Rocky. It might have <laughs> been like Rocky 5 or Rocky 6 where he nope, it was The Professional. Yep, I remember now. It was Léon the Professional where He had a bank. Leon couldn't read. Leon couldn't write. All Leon could do was kill people. Um, And he would take his money to some Italian guy who had a restaurant uh, in the middle of, like, Brooklyn or wherever they were. It was New York somewhere. Um, Mm -hmm. And he kept giving this guy the proceeds that he would get from killing people. And the dude was his bank because he said that he was more trustworthy than a real bank because he'll never go out of business. Mm -hmm. And then finally Leon was like, Hey, I need my money back. And the dude was like, why? And Leon was like, why are you asking me why? And the guy was like, because I'm worried. Why do you need the money? And Leon was like, you know what I think? I think you've been holding on to my my money for so long that you have begun to believe that it's your money. and it's not and here's what I want to do with this money he ended up, you know, it was a movie so he ended up doing it, whereas in the real world white folks are just like, how dare you the absolute (laughs) temerity the unmitigated gall, I'm insulted are you insulted? We're all insulted and just go on Facebook and make a post about how this ungrateful nigger is just how dare they here, watch them be shamed by my words and then they don't get the money, but the money doesn't go back to GoFundMe. So where'd the money go? Where the fuck is Wallace? <laughs> what the fuck is... Like, you're, you're, you are literally mad about this. You are mad about somebody asking you what happened to this, but you never said what happened to it. And so I know that it's not the best way to deal with things, but when I talk with somebody and it's about like a transgression or something like that and they immediately get mad usually that just proves me that i'm right in my head i'm like okay i'm right (laughs) probably childish i don't know but in my head i'm like okay if you just go from zero to like 500 with no in between i'm right
0: yeah it makes sense because it's like Because if anything, they should be able to have, like, if you get so mad that you, like, can't talk or you upset or whatever, it's like you don't have any defense for what that person has brought to you. You know you done fucked up. Mm -hmm. You know you done did something that you probably weren't supposed to do. So So now you salty salty about about the shit. But but that's that's all you, that's that's the only response you have. You have no No explanation, explanation, no no excuse. excuse. It's It's just, just, and now you mad.
2: All you got is, uh, side eyes and huffing and puffing. Hey, what happened with this? (laughs) okay i'm kind of a i think i have a good idea where this conversation is going you're not gonna apologize i'm not gonna get the apology i'm looking for and we're probably not gonna talk for like two or three months are we good okay break um (laughs) a young victorian family this this story i swear to god i swear to god i swear to nisha Baby, I swear to God. Nisha's right behind me. Swear to God. Listen to this story. I swear. Okay, swear to God. A young Victorian family has lost everything in a house fire after a four-year-old boy lit a piece of paper on the stove. the (laughs) The mom and dad were cooking dinner in the Narnia Way Home in Epping last night when they stepped outside for a cigarette just after 10 p.m. That's when their young son used the kitchen stove to light a piece of paper on fire. But wait, there's more. He carried the flaming paper to his bedroom where it spread to a bed sheet and then the rest of the house. Neighbor Kevin Potter said the boy came running into his house in tears as the blaze engulfed the property. Once firefighters have made sure that all three residents have made it out safely, they then had to wear breathing apparatus while attacking the blaze. The fire spread quickly through the roof cavity, and despite their best efforts, the home was destroyed. Authorities have confirmed that there are no charges that will be laid against the boy. But neighbors said the boy has previously tried to set the house on fire. Quote, his mom said he's been trying to set the house on fire, one neighbor said. The mom was in a panic. She lost a lot of priceless. Bye, baby. Bye. Bye.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She cashed out.
2: The mom was in a panic. She lost a lot of priceless memories. She kept saying to the boy, why did you do it? Why did you light the house on fire? We've lost everything. So you have a little boy. Four. Four years old. Here's what you don't fucking do. Period. I'm not not judging. I'm just judging the fuck out of these people. That's important. Here's what you don't do. You don't both go outside of the house to smoke a cigarette and leave him alone while there's a fire on. Because he's four. And Mm -hmm. uh, not just because this kid's a fucking arsonist, (laughs) but because he's four and he could get hurt. He could lock himself... Out or lock y'all out of the house on accident. He could hurt himself, he could fall down a flight of stairs, he could do all sorts of things. You don't leave a four-year-old alone in the house. That's like letting a baby sleep on its belly and you put a piece of paper on his head. Second thing you don't do with a four-year-old boy who's a fucking arsonist <laughs> is let him try again. Mom has reported that he has tried to set the house on fire before. You don't let him try twice. Period. No. You just don't. You get an electric stove,
0: or or the the uh, you know, if the kid can't you know function with it, the uh, the the things that go over the burners, that that block it, yeah. that keep it from turning. You know, those those kind of things. You childproof the it. Childproof it. Yeah, it's four you know, like you, you try it at least. I mean, I know there's some kids who can get over the childproofing and stuff. There's you know those videos of the kids, kids opening shit, shit, fixing, you know, doing whatever, whatever it is to undo it. it. But, but I mean, at, at least at least try, at least have it off. Cause that, that, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm, cause I'm, I'm assuming, assuming it's, it's a gas stove.
1: stove. Yeah.
0: You know, it's a gas stove. Those have to cut on in a certain kind of way. So I mean, you would you would think. That, that it would, would have, have had to, I mean, it sounds like it sounds was on first, like maybe like they, they, they were, were cooking, cooking mm-hmm. and, and left the kid inside, so then, then the kid goes and, yeah, yeah there's, just, no. Because that's, because I, I have a gas stove, and that's, that's one, one of the things, things and it wasn't, it wasn't even so much, much like, like, oh, they're going to burn the house down, it was definitely like, oh my god, they're going to hurt themselves, they're going to be, you know, they're eye level with that flame, the flame looks cool. So, so why wouldn't, wouldn't they, you know, reach out and touch it, it stick something in it, it whatever? You, you know, so why, why not just go ahead and just turn the shit off? off? But whatever, you know, people, I, I guess, guess, make mistakes, mistakes. <laughs> I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because on the one hand, it's just like, what the fuck were you thinking? And on the other hand, it's also like, as a parent, it's like, oh, man, there's got to be situations where Where if it it had went the other way, way, it would have been really, really really bad and you're just lucky that it didn't go that way. You know, so So it's it's like you can sit here and be like, like, what the the fuck are you thinking? But it's also like there's there's that time time where you had had to go to to the bathroom so bad that, you know, you just booked it and didn't think about where the kid was when you went to the bathroom, come out and now the gas is on. And you smell it. And it's just like, oh shit. You know that kind. Of, you know
2: that kind of thing. But when you have to go to the bathroom, hella fucking bad. Which I I wholeheartedly understand because, trust me, for me getting to the bathroom just in time sometimes is better than sex. But, um, you don't say I got to go to the bathroom, husband or wife or whomever, come with me. One of y'all gonna stand vigilant because that motherfucker tried this before. He, tra- you would think. He, you would think. Put him in a playpen. Come on, people. Do something. Turn off the fire. I don't mean... Yes, I do. I mean the victim blame on this one. (laughs) Because he's four. It's not like he fucking outsmarted you. It's not like he had been plotting this out. He took a piece of paper and lit it on fire and then walked from the kitchen with his little ass legs. A four-year-old is like three foot two he walked from the kitchen to his bedroom and burned the house down and y'all just he tried this before officer we thought he was fucking with us I don't really know what to say here
0: only you can prevent forest fires (laughs)
2: Getting for my birthday, nothing, little motherfucker. You ain't getting. And and I know that he's four. The kid is four, and you don't want to judge a kid who's four. But he burned down the house. I'm gonna have a few brief moments of just incredulous, like you burned down my house. Like the insurance would never believe me. Like, you can't even... Like, that's arson. Insurance isn't going to cover that. And it's child endangerment because you left your kid alone. At the age of four. To smoke a cigarette. This is a lose-lose situation for these parents. And I think... I think... That the moral of this story... Really, when it's all said and done is vape. (laughs) E-cigarettes are readily available and can be smoked inside your house and won't have the whole placement on light tar. Or get the patch.
0: Definitely. Or the gum.
2: The gum. Something. Anything. I think after this, y'all should just stop smoking. Like, y'all should just cold turkey.
0: Or don't have kids and smoke.
2: Oh, they can't give the kid up.
0: Well, no, they, no. They, we're talking about we're talking. You oh, for, know, everybody more, more, for everybody else. For everybody else. It's just like, look, if you're gonna be a smoker, don't have kids, because you're gonna have to step out of your house, and then your house is gonna get burned down by your kid. <laughs> <laughs> like this is this is this is it. This is how it's gonna go down. Mommy, so. I did the thing. What thing?
2: The thing with the paper. What thing with the paper? You're so cute. The thing with the paper and the fire and the sheets and the carpet and the whole house is gone, mother. Oh, that's terrible. The whole house is gone. Can I watch Wow Wow Wubbsy? We don't have a fucking TV anymore, Johnny. (laughs) It's all your fault. What do you want me to say? What can I say? Thank you? Thank you! Is that what you want me <laughs> to say to you? Like, fucking kid. <laughs> I would get drunk that night. Anyhow, we'll be right back. This is Single Simulcast.
0: Hey, this is Sherazar, a.k.a. Shami, a.k.a. Random Ass from the Third Side, also known as Some Call me Sunshine. As always, this is Single Simulcast.
2: What's up, everybody? This is Classic, uh, CEO and Coke founder of the cspn network and when i'm not uh, working on the mini podcasts on our network or just hanging out i'm listening
0: to single simulcast and so should you hi i'm fallon of fallonkitty.com a critic and creator and you're listening to single simulcast
2: what's going on everyone it's justin from the three-fifths podcast and you're listening to the single simulcast Hey, this is Chris from the MTR Network, and you can check out all our podcasts at mtrnetwork.net, and you are listening to the Single Simulcast.
0: That was Simply simply Sensational. sensational. Single Single Simulcast will surely surface speedily. Bitches. (laughs) Single Simulcast wants your reviews. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, or wherever you listen to us. Tag Single Cast with a screenshot of your review on Facebook or use the hashtag SSCast on Twitter. Enjoy the rest of the show.
2: Hey, everybody. This is Gerald Jones from Buy Black Podcast, the voice of black business, where we interview black business owners to help you get to know them, to help them teach you a little something, and for all of us to do a little bit more to support black business owners and the black economy. You guys are listening to Single Simulcast with Shantae and Rashani, And I appreciate every minute I get to spend with these folks. I know y'all do too. Keep listening.
0: Who Raised You podcast is a kitchen table conversation between Karen, Jolly and Yang, and Treasure Shields (laughs) Redmond. As we explore how culture, family, and intersecting identities pave our way toward liberation, we want to know, who raised you? We're curious and sometimes a bit irritated. Sit down, we have lots to talk about. Like makeup? Interested in mental health? Check out com, where I talk about my own everyday struggles with mental health, and beat my face from time
2: to time. This is Single Simulcast. Hi, this is your man Jeremy from the Crown of Collars podcast. And you are listening to Single Simulcast with my man Rashani and Shantae Fabulous, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. And I'm your favorite podcaster. So that should be your favorite podcaster because I'm your fave, fave, and your fave's fave. Check them out on Single Simulcast. And check out Crown of Collars, Find wherever you can find great podcasts and the CSPN network.
0: Are you interested in supporting this black podcast? Awesome. Become a Patreon member at www.patreon.com slash single simulcast. And for $5, you'll be able to chat with the hosts during our monthly Q and awesome session. You can also support the show via our Teespring store at teespring.com/stores/single-simulcast and get a shirt or a mug. You also have the option to put a little something in our cup at paypal.me/single-simulcast. Hello, this is Stephanie from the Mocha Minutes podcast. If you can hear my voice, that means you're tuning in to two of my faves. Rayshani and Shante Fabulous of the Single Simulcast. Congrats! You made a really good choice today. You want to make another good choice? Check me out on the Mocha Minutes podcast. You won't be disappointed if you're tuning in to the Single Simulcast. You're going to love the Mocha Minutes podcast too. You can find the Mocha Minutes podcast wherever you find your podcast. We'd love to have you tune in. Okay. Bye. Hi, this is Deshaun,
2: aka Big Boy1077 from Spit That Ish Podcast. It's a sports podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. And um that's about it. Uh we've been doing it for five weeks now. It's pretty awesome. I have a co-host named Justin. We talk about everything current in sports. And um thanks to Rashani and this is the single simulcast. Single Soundcast episode 314 Shante's in the building I'm here Um So Peter yeah, Peter's like this thing right like long story short Peter's this place that if you don't check them immediately they just keep getting stronger and stronger and they get more and more unhinged and they just feel like they can't do any wrong and things like this happens Um They're free Seriously, that's the first line on this on this uh, on this story. They're free. Okay. The, the noble beast caged for 116 years on boxes of on boxes of Nabisco's Barnum Animal Crackers now roam the wilderness in a package redesign. Parent company Mondelēz International made the move after pressure from PETA to make over the circus-themed box which depicted the animals behind bars for more than a century, according to the Associated Press. Quote, Big victories can come in small packages, the animal rights group wrote on this website on Monday. The new box from Burnham's Animals perfectly reflects that our society no longer tolerates caging and chaining exolerant exolerant, exotic animals for circus shows, it added. PETA is celebrating this redesign just as we celebrate the closing of Ringling Brothers and Barnum & Bailey Circus and an end to the use of wild animals in many other circuses. The redesign is now on U.S. store shelves, displaying a zebra, elephant, lion, giraffe, and gorilla wandering freely side by side. The brand has temporarily revamped its packaging before to highlight uh, wildlife conservation efforts. But this time, the change is permanent, USA Today notes. When Peter reached out about Barnum's, we saw this as another great opportunity to fuck shit up, I'm sorry, to continue to keep this brand modern and contemporary. The Ringling Brothers Circus stopped using elephants in its show in 2016 after PETA and other animal advocacy groups accused the circus of cruelty. The circus shuttered for good in 2017 after 146 years because of poor ticket sales. The cookies live on, but at least the creatures who represent them are no longer in captivity in the box.
0: Like, oh, man. Like, there's a part. Like, okay, so one, there is a part of me that gets where they're coming from. Because I am a person that I don't like. I'm not a fan of circuses. I'm not a fan of zoos. I actually get like the last time I got I went to a zoo. I was very upset being in there and seeing the animals because none of them looked fucking happy. Yes. They just did not look happy. And it was just like, you know, when I'm here in Oklahoma and it's all these different animals that this is not their fucking climate and it's just like this is bullshit i don't like this i don't go you know i don't go anymore and so on the one hand i understand the idea of being against these animals being in captivity like that that idea of it and everything cuz i don't like the shit and at the same time it's just like wow you guys really had to beef with the animal cracker people like <laughs> like you like this is what this is what we're doing is being like get them out of the cages on, you know, <laughs> in the drawing, in the drawing,
2: you know? <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I, I, in college, I wrote a paper about how elephants were treated in the circus and how inhumanely they were, uh, treated. So I did not shed any tears whatsoever when circuses went to more of a, uh, clown and and tightrope and all that kind of stuff exhibition without the animals Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Uh, it's never been official to me like you said it's it's never been cool to see penguins in the middle of california like i everybody who's seen that cartoon knows the penguins don't go here
1: right Um,
2: and it's a hundred degrees outside and those drafts look miserable walking around in a 12 by 12 well maybe 154 by 12 uh foot area where they can't really get out there and move around they just stretching their neck everywhere i understand that i feel that and one of the most enduring images that i have in my head uh is in one of my favorite comics calvin and Hobbes, where calvin goes up to Hobbes. for those of you who don't know uh calvin is a little boy like six years old maybe seven little white boy And Hobbs is his stuffed tiger who is in his, in Calvin's mind is real. Like he's a walking, talking tiger, two legs, stands up really wise, but tiger little boy. Okay. That's it. That's the person you see pissing on, on Ford's on the back of Chevy's. Yeah. Um, but Calvin walks up to Hobbs and he's like, Hey, mom wants to know if you want to go visit a zoo. And Hobbes looks at Calvin and says, I don't know. Ask her if we can also go see a prison afterwards. <laughs> and Calvin goes to his mom and said, we, we're we not going to go. So I understand. <laughs> I feel that. And I felt it at a very young age, the zoos are inherently fucked up. Um, But this cookie box has a fucking buffalo on it behind cages or behind behind this gate behind the cage and a polar bear I feel like they didn't really think this box out well before they made it <laughs> in the first place There's a buffalo and a polar bear and a lion and a tiger and that's the circus A buffalo and a polar bear on a box. I wonder if I've been eating buffaloes all this time. In that animal, I never liked animal crackers. They never taste like anything to me. Like I like the ones that I think it was Mother's cookies, like the the white bag with the frosted animal. Oh yeah. With the, with the the ice, the
1: joints, yeah, the
2: ice
0: joints? Yeah, ice joints? Oh my god, I love those.
2: Yeah, those are good. The the little pale those that's white folk shit. Um, <laughs> don't know anybody who we need more sugar right (laughs) we need the beaties um but i don't i honestly don't know anybody who eats regular animal crackers so when i heard about this i giggled my motherfucking head off and then i thought about like all the other stuff that they are uh trying to convey through doing that and i was like okay but really you're going after the box like this is this is what we're toppling now like grab that eraser we're going places <laughs> and then after that happened uh peter started really filling themselves and put out a billboard campaign in baltimore that has maryland hot uh, peter's new billboard campaign in baltimore Uh, Is trying to get people to stop eating the state's crustaceans.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Talk about crabs. I'm not meat. Yeah. It's just like, that's what you bitch you thought. (laughs) Peter put
2: up a billboard uh, near the Inner Harbor uh, that is not getting the greatest response from those on social media. On the billboard, it has a picture of the crab along with the caption, quote, I'm me, not meat. The fuck? What the fuck does that mean kobe bryant the billboard will be in place for the baltimore seafood festival on september 15th quote just like humans crabs feel pain and fear have unique personalities and value their own lives Peter's billboard aims to give charm city residents some food for thought huh huh, huh <laughs> about sparing sensitive marine animals the agony of being Boiled alive or crushed to death in fishing nets simply by going vegan. At which point, I just want to break in real quick and say, fuck you. Like, first of all, not all vegans.
0: (laughs) Not all vegans.
2: Agree (laughs) with y'all on this. Um... I know quite a bit of. I, I know that there's a lot of vegetarians who love crab so much they made up their own shit and said, "I'm not a vegetarian. I'm a piscapillian or Joe
0: Piscopo." Pes- oh, but... <laughs> I'm
2: Joe Piscopo. <laughs> it's
0: like pescatarian or something. pescatarian. It's
2: where yeah. it's like I'm a vegetarian, but I can eat fish as they bury it in Old Bay seasoning. You're not going to stop the flow of crabs in Maryland. That is literally all they have. And heroin.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. No, but yeah, like like this is this is the problem with these people, you know, as far as like especially if they're trying to push veganism on folks is that they got all this, you know, they got all this smoke, you know, for people who eat meat and telling them that they should like you know eat vegetables and stuff they should you know do that you know as far as their diet is concerned but have but pay the people who have to pick those vegetables and grow those vegetables dust as far as their uh treatment is concerned like they have nothing to say about the treatment of farmers or the people or the workers on the farmers you know or any of that shit it's just like no y'all should just eat more vegetables Eat more vegetables. Don't eat the meat. You know, we need to save these crap, but have absolutely just dust. It's like it's like people who want to save unborn babies, but have no but don't give a shit that DHS is like understaffed. And don't give a shit that kids aren't eating like they're supposed to, like live kids. Like, fuck those kids. No, I care about the unborn babies. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how these people are, as far as this shit is concerned, with as far as PETA is concerned. This is just like, this is some, like, y'all should eat vegetables. But you're not making it easier for people to get access, like food deserts, all this shit that keeps people from having access to fruits and vegetables. It's just, no, oh, no, we're not, we're not getting into that shit. No, we're paying that dust. We don't care. I'll tell you right now. uh, If
2: I'm walking on the beach and I'm starving and a fucking crab walks up to me, I'm going to fuck that crab up. (laughs) Because you know what doesn't fucking walk up to me ever? Carrots. (laughs) (laughs) Carrots will never walk up to you on the beach. But a crab will, which is why people have those, like, back in the 50s, I guess, when white folks were young and racist and free. they still racist. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was the saying? I read, I heard about it on Facebook a while back. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Back in the 50s, when white people were free, white, and 21. <laughs> They used to have these clam bakes and crab bakes on the on the beach, right? And the way that that worked was that they would simply take over a spot and just go out into the ocean and pick up crabs and shit and then cook them right there on the beach in front of everybody. It's Frankie not like and a in... Hmm.
0: I said Frankie and Annette.
2: Yep. And and <laughs> and, and 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 Joe Piscopo. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Joe Piscopo. Can't forget Joe Piscopo. I just like saying the last name, Piscopo. Um, he actually had a good movie out in the 80s. I remember it was, I don't know what it's called. I just remember it happened. Um, that was one. It was like an action movie starring Joe Piscopo.
0: And, uh, oh, was it really him? Oh, yeah, it probably was him. Oh, I remember him from. He had like a little like bit part in Johnny Dangerously. Do you remember that? No. With, um, with, Michael, Ke- with Michael Keaton. And he was like, it was like a. It almost seemed like it was a satirical gangster movie where uh, it was like Michael Keaton, Griffin Dunn playing like Michael Keaton's like straight laced brother because Michael Keaton was like a gangster trying to go like legit. And Joe Piscopo was like some like low level dude who wanted to shoot him or whatever. Yeah. Motherfucker seen it. Shout out if you've seen Johnny Dangerous scene. <laughs> He
2: is best known for Johnny Dangerously. The movie that I remember him from is Dead Heat.
0: Oh, okay. See that sounds like an actual like real movie, like he was actually trying to do something for real. <laughs> yeah,
2: he was he was uh Doug Bigelow in Dead Heat. But wow. um Yeah, no. Folks, look, here's the thing about crabs. If we don't kill them, they're gonna kill us. <laughs>
0: No, no, that makes me think... No, somebody somebody was talking about shrimp. This is like, you know, we're still talking... We're talking about sea meat, and anyway... Yeah. And somebody was talking about shrimp, and they were like the cockroaches of the sea, they are. and it was just like, you know what, motherfucker, I'm, they taste delicious. They do. Like, like I don't care if they, you can call them whatever you want to. Just make sure they're, you know, they're cooked thoroughly and in my belly. They but, taste great, but they are literally...
2: Not going in like all of these things. I don't think Peter did their research because crabs are gully as fuck. There was a crab <laughs> with a knife. Oh, that's a funny video.
0: Just a couple <laughs> years ago. That video is hilarious because that crab really does have that knife and it's not letting it go.
2: And it's really like I know what to do with it. We are just calling the herd. People, stand back. <laughs> you know what? If you want to fight for a certain uh, sea animal that people shouldn't eat, Sandy Squirrel. Oh. <laughs> leave her alone. SpongeBob. Leave him alone. But if you say anything more about crabs, I swear to God. And people out there are like, um, they on social media talking. Said without seafood, there's no Baltimore. Which I said, like, well, there there is. Without heroin and seafood, there's no. Baltimore. Oh my god, that's the full statement. Like, uh, if you go to the capital of Maryland, which is GoGo, all that they have is tie dye shirts and crab and heroin and racism. That's it. That's all. And Confederate flags. Oh god, Confederate flags. Oh, just every fucking wear. Just why? 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 Seriously, Donnie from Dundalk. Why? Anyhow. Um, <laughs> Dundalk. Dundalk.
0: D- Dundalk, Donnie. Okay.
2: One person tweeted out a picture of the billboard with the, fo- with the following caption, quote, Siri, show me the biggest waste of advertising money you've ever seen.
0: Yeah, it's. T- I mean, it doesn't make it. That- and that's what's messed up about PETA is that they go to these lengths to do the, you know, to this do this stuff, and it's not even doing anything. Like if you told me PETA was like, we about to stop all these whaling ships, you know, like 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 the the TV show or whatever. Even though I don't fuck with the TV show <laughs> that that does the whole thing with the whaling ships and everything, or we're gonna stop people. Uh, from overfishing the oceans and stuff because they're destroying the environment, kind of thing by doing this stuff. Like if they were on that, I feel like more people would be behind them. It just seems like all they're doing is infringing upon people's like free choice or whatever to do some shit. It's just like no, they just want to wag their finger at people. You should eat vegetables, you know, and you know don't eat that crab, don't eat that meat. I don't, I don't know, and things. it's just like.
2: Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: It's just like they're on some
2: bullshit. I don't think they know that nobody ever likes that person. Like, Peter, y'all are literally that person. Nobody liked when their parents are like, oh, you finished all your steak? Well, you can't leave until you finish your Brussels sprouts. Get the fuck out of here. I didn't, I didn't even ask for the Brussels sprouts. I asked for steak. Like, you made this. You did this. You finish it. I didn't want it. I asked for specifically spaghetti and meatballs. I said, hey, you know what would be great for dinner tonight? Spaghetti and meatballs. I didn't say spaghetti and meatballs and green beans. So you eat them. Going to bed. <laughs> it's a bullshit. I'm sick of this whole world. Kiss my whole ass. What the fuck is a lima bean? <laughs> but... It's like, Oh man. Peter said they have a, they plan to keep it up ahead of the seafood festival next month. Quote, they are individuals. They can feel pain. They can sense the world around them and they definitely do not want to be boiled alive. Peter said, and Johnny Mink Minidakis uh, said, I don't think they knew what they're getting into uh, when they put that sign up. That's really it. And I can tell you right now, uh, Living in Waldorf for longer than I want to ever admit, Um, (laughs) all they got is racism, tie-dye shirts, go-go music, Confederate flags, and crab. Like, every five blocks, there's a crab shack, and it's literally a shack. Like, it's like... Here in California, every five blocks you're passing a Mexican food restaurant, either uh, at a gas station or a 24-hour Mexican food restaurant or just, you know, hole-in-the-wall Mexican food restaurant. But Mexican food restaurants, you know, because it's fucking delicious. Out there, same thing but crap. That's Maryland. And so for you to put that sign up out there, it's like, y'all got a lot of fucking nerve, PETA. Like, well-played, fuckers. yeah.
0: It's going to be nothing but people eating crab, taking pictures, you know, kind of in front of the in front of the billboard on Instagram is going to be them, "Ah!" you know, eating. It's like nobody's going to if anything they're all they're doing is just annoying people. And then people are probably going to they're going to stop being annoyed and they're going to be amused by it and then keep it moving. You know, the crabs, the crabs are still going to get got at the seafood seafood festival, you know, so R.I.P. to the crabs, you know. Cause I mean, cause, cause the whole thing is I told, look, like, I mean, it's an animal. It's alive. I totally believe that this animal is alive, that this animal feels pain, that, you know, it's just like, no, it does not feel good to be on the chopping block. It's just like, there's no doubt about it. And then at the same time, it's just like, food is food. Like, motherfuckers been eating crab probably as long as they've had access to crab.
2: I'm just saying, they're right there on the beach, and they just walk up to you like they own the joint. They snap at you. Fucking counterattack! Throw their ass into a fire. That'll show them. <laughs> and seriously, like in Maryland, look. First of all, first of all, let's have this out right now. Maryland, your crabs are shit. Okay, they're fucking shit. Oh. They taste good, but they're the size of like. The palm of my hand. They're fucking tiny. You got to eat like 25 of them to even think you might possibly be full. Okay. They're not like the greatest thing in the world. And if you, they're, they're like fucking sharp for no reason. So if you cut your lip on it, you burn your whole face off because the next bite is literally covered in all bay seasoning. Now, with that said, your shitty crabs that are small as shit are great when you're stuck on that side of the planet. But if you go all the way around the world to California, (laughs) where we have like Dungeness crabs and all that, you'll see what a crab's supposed to look like the size of a real crab. Like, real man. Like, (laughs) there's there's grown up crabs where we're at. But seriously, you're not going to stop people from eating crab in Maryland. It's not even about Baltimore. Like, the sign is in Baltimore, but all of Maryland is literally up in arms about this like they this uh this is an affront to all of them like how dare you because i don't know if you know this but old bay seasoning everywhere else is a spice in maryland it is a way of life they have old bay potato chips they have old bay beer they have old bay everything and you can't avoid it because it tastes fucking wonderful. Have you ever had Old Bay seasoning, Shantae? Yeah, I don't
0: like it. <gasps> <Huh. laughs>
2: you don't like spicy food? Like, i don't, You know what? It, it's your own preference. You're wrong. But
0: yeah, I just. Uh, I mean, it ain't about me being wrong. I don't like it. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. As far as a. Seafood spice, whatever it does not. Mm-mm. It's it's actually it's overwhelming. It is to me. It's just it's not it's not my type of hype.
2: I feel you. My daddy uh, used to take shrimp. Well, he used to take uh, Budweiser and pour it into a into a, a pot, mm-hmm. into a, 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 a big pot, and then he would take shrimp and red potatoes and uh, kielbasa sausage and crab legs and put them all into a steaming basket above the beer. And mm-hmm. then he coat all of them in Old Bay seasoning. And then he let it steam for like a couple hours. And so then when it all got done, it was just like this wonderful mix of beer-flavored Old Bay-dusted shrimp and crab and all that kind of stuff and you would never know it because you don't like old bay seasoning and so i have to rethink my whole menu <laughs> like just constantly reframing the menu for what we're gonna do when i oh cook
0: my oh my gosh but no it just it's the, you know what i think it is i think it's one of those things that people get like super heavy-handed with yes and that's and that's just like, no, we don't have to be heavy handed like this. is uh-oh. This is like the wrong thing for, you know, for me to be coming in contact with in a heavy handed kind of way. Like, I don't think I've ever had it And just like, oh, let me see what this kind of tastes like. Not like, OK, dump it on my tongue. Like, that's what it's that's what it feels. That's what it seems like as far as like people cooking with it is that it's just like, OK, we're going to use the whole, you know, Giant can of it or whatever it is, little little canister. We're gonna dump it all in there.
2: And it, it, you know there are two sides to the obey lid. There's like the regular salt shaker side with the holes, mm-hmm. like you know you could sprinkle stuff. And then there's the A Young side, the A Joe side, <laughs> <laughs> the A Mo side, where you could just flip the lid and there's no encumbrances and you could just pour that shit. We pour. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, cause you try and shake it out. You try and be good about it, but it just turns into a whole thing and it gets poured. Um, yeah, but okay. Peter, you're going to lose that battle. Uh, because also people put corn into their crab bakes into their crab mm-hmm. oil. And potatoes. So there's your vegetables, Peter. Go fuck yourself. Um <laughs> police made an astonishing discovery while executing a search warrant at the resident of a Bloomington mortician. Two hundred and eighteen embalmed human penises. Mm is that a mm, like a marge simpson Shantae trademark mm, or is that a mm, like mm,
0: 218 dicks no that is not no it is definitely not like oh my god 218 dicks it is no that we are not excited about 218 and bomb dicks this is like oh my god this is like oh my god kind of mm, like what I wasn't sure if it was, the, there's always something oh there to God. remind me type. Mm. Like, ooh, girl, like, ooh, girl, 218 dicks. Mm, no! <laughs> Fuck no! <laughs> Embalmed, they always hard. Mm, mm. No! Mm. No! <laughs> that is not what we're doing.
2: All these dicks. Um, <laughs> Authority suspected 54-year-old Paul Houston, an employee of the McLean County Coroner's Office, of being implicated in the Oregon Trafficking Network. Investigating several reports of missing organs and body parts, dozens of police raided his residence this Monday morning, hoping to find evidence of his involvement in the crimes. What they found on the site was a lot more disturbing than what they expected, as the police spokesman Andy Ramirez described the scene in an interview with WMBD. Quote, there were shelves everywhere, filled with hundreds of glass jars. Each of them contained a penis floating in formalin. Mm. So they
0: a... were like trophies or something. Yeah, that's that's wild. Cause that's almost cause like what it reminds me of is what I would think. Uh, like with serial killers and stuff, you know, they take something from their victim. And kind of display it for themselves and everything, but obviously this person, well, I mean, I guess I'm assuming that this person is coming in contact with dead people because it you know person is a mortician, but then removing the penises from you know from the corpses and stuff as they're embalming them or whatever it is they're you know, but that's that's wild. That's wild that they're keep that they kept two hundred and eighteen penises. Two hundred and
2: eighteen. Jars, like, do you know how hard it is
0: to find? I wonder if they have like a dick assessment, you know? Like, oh, these people, you know. Like, they, like if you say like, OK, so what's the average size? It's like, OK, they'll be able to tell you, like, oh, it's the average size. It normally looks like this. You know, these people generally have a lot of veins. These people don't. Oh, man, usually a lot of the short guys, their dicks are really big. The tall guys, their dicks aren't really that big. Just all of, like I wonder if they like really had like some kind of breakdown, like either in their mind or someplace, because that's a lot of dicks.
2: When he gets out of jail, it's gonna be like when a hacker goes to jail, and then as soon as they get out, they work for the uh, police or the FBI or whatever. As soon as he gets out, he's gonna be answering a lot of questions. Hey man, so uh, I'm a writer, <laughs> and uh, just need to know between you and me, uh, flaccid East African dick. <laughs> 26 year old works out good skin tone
1: <laughs>
2: are we talking six
1: inches
0: <laughs> like I don't know that's just oh man this is so odd though because he this, he, I mean this person obviously has to be like a super duper shut in you know like this person just goes you know does whatever they have to do at the mortuary and goes right back home because it's like how do you go to somebody's house and they got all those dicks there uh yeah he doesn't
2: have any friends yeah because you are not that is not the place to go to for game night (laughs)
0: like no like i'm just oh man then it's like, how big is that person? Well, maybe not. Maybe he getting like, maybe he getting money, you know, because it's a mortuary and stuff. And those people, I feel like those people, you know, if they do a good job and everything, that they're making, you know, they're they're making it happen. You know, it's one of the. I feel like it's one of those uh, occupations that probably pays a good amount, but because of what it is, you're just not gonna get. You're only gonna get certain type of people up in it. You know, people who are either like, I don't know, embalmed, You know, they they. Put dicks in jars you know you get those types and then maybe people who are just like going into like a family business kind of thing you know like their dad was a mortuary was a was a mortician so now they are too that kind of thing
2: some people are you know born into this shit some people were born for this shit <laughs> and the accused rapidly confessed everything as soon as he was arrested so obviously he didn't think he did anything wrong Because he explained in great detail how he had been cutting off dead men's genital organs. Which is one word too many. Genital organs. Um, How he had been cutting off dead men's genital organs and collecting them for more than 10 years. How how the fuck is this a hobby, Joseph? How did this
0: start? Just wild. I mean, man, you just never know, man. There's people... Oh, man that are just into some some unusual things and then and and there's also the part where it's just like well this person like you you got a person who's into something unusual and then you and then it's the situation where it's just like this person who is dead is not going to react you know the family is not going to be checking for body parts and everything because when they get the body the body's going to be dressed they're going to be focused on the fact that their loved one has passed away so it totally makes sense that this person would think that this is perfectly fine to do It so it's like they're not hurting anybody they're not doing anything to anyone the person is dead the family doesn't know you know kind of thing they wouldn't i mean it's like what can they do but it's still fu- i mean obviously it's fucked up
2: it's my dick in
0: a jar <laughs> Oh, man, that's just so bad. So bad. Oh, man, I would hate to be someone that took my family member to this person to be, you know, embalmed and everything and have to kind of wonder. Oh my God! Did they mutilate? You know, did they mutilate my father? Did they mutilate my brother? Did they, you know, mutilate my partner? Whatever, you know, whatever the situation is, because it's still, you know, because that's the whole, that's the whole fucking thing. It's still mutilation. Yes, that person is dead. No, that person isn't going to react, but you still mutilated somebody's body. It wasn't your body to mutilate. You,
2: you said family member, and it's funny because they're mutilating <laughs> the family member's member.
0: Oh um, my God. I, it's,
2: it took the police more than seven hours to gather all the dicks and other piece of evidence that were found on the site. An anonymous source told WMBD that the number of charges could reach over 600.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, because it's probably, you know, because it's probably like obviously, you know mutinating a body like i'm sure you can't you're not supposed to fuck with dead bodies then keeping the dead bodies you know keeping the penises that's probably you know a charge and then defrauding somebody i feel like there's i feel like there's a lie somewhere in there and that's also a problem
2: yeah, so I mean, they probably felt like they had been dicked around with for a couple of days, <laughs> trying to figure this so, all out. Yeah, somebody, somebody yanked their chain. Yeah, who about snitched? This? Who snitched? <laughs> like seriously. And also, who took time out to realize that their dead family member's dick was gone? Who was like, "I just need to see it one more time." What the fuck?
0: Well see, they thought that he was part of a a body part thing. So I would think that that's, like, I would think that that means that maybe, yeah, I guess, but when you were reading it to me, I was wondering, like, okay, well, what are we talking about as far as body parts are concerned? Are we talking about, like, harvesting body parts? Because then that doesn't make any sense, because these people are dead. By the time they get to this guy... It's too late. Yeah, it's too late. So then it's like, well, what are these people using body parts for for them to think that this guy is part of it for the for them to think that this guy is part of whatever the situation is unless they think that somehow his skill set lends itself to some other type of organ harvesting thing like maybe somebody is killing people and they use this guy to harvest those organs and then you know like that black market you know the person wakes up in a you know in a bathtub in ice and they got their kidney cut out that kind of you know like that kind of weird fucked up shit you know or whatever like if it's like that or something else it's just it was it seems odd to think that a mortician is dealing in body parts
2: I would say they'd be the first suspect in my book they have open access and they know exactly where all the bones are buried huh So it's like, oh, (laughs) you need somebody, uh, you need, oh, you're into that kinky shit. You just need a West Indian butthole, huh? No worries. That's in drawer four. That'll be $5,000. And, I mean, that's, I I would think that if you found him selling buttholes, that would be worse than him selling dicks, right? Like if they had said uh, 75 puckers. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh my found, God! Found in the Altoid box, like that would be a bit more deranged than fifty-three dicks found in jars. Um, over the span of ten years, that is five point three dicks per year. That's not a lot. This is his defense. I could have done more. I had access. <laughs> Nothing but time and opportunity. I'm very choosy about what I take home. Oh, my
0: God. That's what I was like. He's got, he's got like a whole criteria of of which dick he wants to, you know, display. And it's just like, oh, too veiny. Can't pick that one. <laughs> oh, that one's pink on the top, but then purple down the rest of the way. That is not what I like. I like a more uniform colored dick. I don't want that one. You know, it's just mm-mm.
2: This one's in mint condition. This is the one.
0: That sort yeah. of stuff.
1: Yeah. Like, look at look at
0: this one. This one looks like they lotioned regularly. Like just <laughs> <mm-mm>.
1: <laughs> like I can't.
0: <laughs> oh, I
2: I <clears throat> me personally, then I I yeah, I'm going front shelf. Like they, <laughs> they moisturize every couple of days. It seen. they are soft and supple as a baby calf. Like look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. it. It's no ash. Just... <laughs>
1: like, uh, uh. He
2: clearly marinated himself in petroleum jelly from the ages of 12 through 19 and a half. Twice a day. No books. Um. Anyhow. <clears throat> yeah. So. A uh, Yeah. Whew. <laughs> Y'all heard too much right there. Dozens of dudes showed up to Union Square... Uh, for a Tinder dates on Sunday, only to learn that they were all there to meet the same woman, and she wanted them to battle it out, Hunger Games style, for her heart. hmm One Twitter user said he met a woman named Natasha through the hookup app, and she invited him to meet her at the public space to watch her friend DJ, but he arrived to a totally surreal scene. Quote, I make my way to Union Square eat a hot dog, and look over by this open lot by 17th Avenue, and there's a stage and a DJ and about 100 people and cameras and shit, and I think, well, this is some random-ass Manhattan shit, he wrote. Yeah. Eventually, I see a girl moving towards backstage with two enormous bodyguards and sunglasses, and I realize it's her, and I'm thinking, what the fucketh, what thine fucketh is going on, he continued. Natasha then took to the mic, and told the assembled men that she knows they all came from Tinder. Then she says, I've invited you all here for a chance to go on a date with me, and proceeds to give a Hunger Games speech about what it's going to take to date her.
1: Mm -mm -mm.
2: Every man in the crowd looks down and mimes, what in the name of Scooby-Doo is this shit to themselves? At that point, he says, he left. But others who stayed told Gothamist that Natasha began discarding men and making the rest compete to go on a date with her. Quote, the gist of it is that she wanted to do live Tinder. Folks were pretty mad, a guy named Nicholas told the website. And she started calling the different characteristics she doesn't like. If you're Puerto Rican and support Trump, leave. If you have a long beard, leave. Then she did a competition. The majority of the group, like 95%, were like, ah, watching the fucking idiots fall in line to her demands to do push-ups and run. And she did a live swipe line, right and left. I left at that point, he continued. Video of the spectacle shows at least 10 guys participating in a sprinting competition. And it is unclear who won the date.
0: Man. Like, you, like, I saw... Uh, I don't know it was like some morning show talking about this and they were speculating like was it just basically like a competition thing like it wasn't even about the girl it was just like these dudes who are going to compete in this it's just like I'm going to be the fucker that wins like it doesn't even matter if they're going to date the girl it's just like I want to win you know and that's why they did what they were doing but it's still just like oh man like she's uh, something else I thought I saw she said was like if you're under 5'10 you gotta go which is just, just like, like yes. yikes because there's a lot, lot of motherfuckers that are under 5'10 10. 10. It, it is I mean well no what I'm, I'm saying, saying is it's just like like, like, I mean exactly it sounds like it's a joke, joke and it is kind of kind but at, at the, the same, same, same time, time I, I think, think like for like, American, American men uh, the, the average height I think is 5'9 so that's a lot of dudes I mean I would think that she possibly probably picked a lot of dudes who might be under 5'10 because because like, she obviously wasn't, like, like uh, being, being discerning, discerning when she, she was swiping, swiping, you know, on the app and everything. everything. So I would, I would think that she probably did come in contact with, contact with a lot of shorter short dudes, dudes and and, and they, they had good. to
2: go, you know. I'm, I'm just looking forward to hearing the live video of this because I'm pretty confident that she oh. stepped up there at some point. If she's worth her weight in salt, <laughs> that is. She stepped up there and she was like, yo, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna Puerto Rican guy who doesn't support Trump. If you wanna be my lover, you gotta be at least five ten. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! But it's so wild that she did this whole spectacle thing. Like, if you had told me that she was doing this because she's trying to finagle herself into like some reality show or something, like that would make sense to me. But this idea that she created this whole spectacle to like really get a date it's like you could have put that whole i mean you could have put that criteria in your tinder profile now granted a whole bunch of motherfuckers would have probably like skipped over you know the height requirement or the you know not supporting trump and everything and she probably would have had motherfuckers arguing with her and everything and maybe that's why she did it but still it just seems like so extra but for this i've
2: never done tinder um so i can't say for certain but I'm pretty sure that for ladies they, you know, probably go through a lot of bullshit like this on Tinder. So this might have been her way of getting like this, This literally, this sounds like a big, you know what, fuck this shit moment. Maybe,
0: maybe so. Like, like maybe, maybe, yeah. Like, like maybe if that's what, that's what it is, what is then cool. cool. You, you know, know I told it you. I get it. I, I guess, guess. But, but it's, it's just it's so extra. extra. And
2: the niggas stayed. I know. They were doing sprints and push-ups and all that. They, they stuck around. Yeah i mean
0: i don't know i guess it just feels like there's other ways to be entertained (laughs) like i don't know i don't want to watch 10 dudes do push-ups Oh, that might not even be all the way cute. Like, but but granted, like, if they, if they were, were like, like maybe if she, like, really fixed herself like, to, like, pick, like, like, cream of the crop type, type dudes and they were there. It's there. just that it, it doesn't, doesn't feel like, like they would be there. Be there. Yeah, no. Nah. It feels, it feels like, like they would bounce, bounce you know? know? So, so it's just like, so like, now so you now got, like, 10 mediocre dudes who you probably would have swiped left on anyway or whatever it is to reject them. And there they are doing push ups. It's just like, is that fun? Are you not entertained? Like, I don't know.
1: Like, I'm not into it.
2: If you want to be my lover, you got to be at least 5'10". Tell me what you're drinking. It better not be fucking gin. Yeah. I mean, nothing wrong wrong with
1: standards, standards, though. Like, Like, there's there's nothing nothing wrong with her saying,
0: like, look, I don't don't want somebody that's under 5'10". I don't want somebody who, you know, supported Trump and is Puerto Rican, you know, at the the same same time and everything. everything. Like, whatever whatever that is that she doesn't want, want... fine it's still just like wow you went like a long you went went the long way way yeah for this this.
2: i i I mean like i don't know i i I just don't see how this could be anything but a good memory for everybody involved (laughs) got to meet new friends got to hear a great dj got to do (laughs) push-ups (laughs) <laughs> um, they got the sprint in the middle of manhattan and the police weren't chasing them that's white privilege um <laughs> yeah i'm sure that like initially she was like nobody's gonna come here but everybody showed up and they did exactly what she wanted to which means two things one they were really interested in her or two They were just really fucking bored for the day. Like, I I probably would have dipped. As soon as she said what the requirements were, I don't know. Like, I don't think that I, but it's weird. Like, in that same conversation, what would you do for, for a first date? What would you do for an opportunity for a first date? I don't know. I mean, I remember when I was like eight. I had to have been eight because I was going to Gloria day. Uh, there was a girl that I called myself liking at the age of eight, ladies and gentlemen. I can't explain it either. But uh, she liked me and another boy, and she put us on a tender race against one another. She had hmm. us go up to the top of the uh, jungle gym, and she was like, whichever one of y'all come down first wins. And then she was, well, no, it was a three-stage thing. The first thing was whoever swung across the monkey bars fastest. Uh, and I lost that one cuz I didn't know how to skip the bars yet and he did, so he went like <laughs> I was going one at a time and he was skipping bars. The second one was who could run up to the top of the slide and slide down the fastest. I won that one. And then the third one was we had to climb up to the top of the monk, or to the top of the jungle gym and then back down. And whoever got back down the quickest won. Her hand. And y'all think I'm joking. I swear to God I'm not. This was like maybe, it had to have been third grade because that was Gloria Day. So it was third grade. Uh, I got to the top of the jungle gym and he was already up there. And I don't know why I did this. I was filled with rage. It wasn't my proudest moment, but I pushed that motherfucker. And <laughs> oh my like, God. I meant to push him backwards into the jungle gym, but I pushed him. And I pushed him so hard that he fell off the fucking jungle gym, thus hitting the ground before me, and he won. It was a lot like a like a like a steel cage match where you got like chokes land off the top, but you won because you hit the ground first. So you lost, but you won. He won. And that was my experience with that. So after that I stopped really doing events for people's hand. Um, and instead, just of strength. Exactly. <laughs> I found inner strength until I turned like 29 and found the social, found the world of social media. And then it was like, what can I do to help you out? Um, but certain people, this is their thing, you know, like, Hey, I'll, I'll compete for your hand. I, some folks might've been like, I don't have anything better to do for today. Some folks might've been like, I don't really have any other uh, potential candidates lined up real talk. So this next story, Shantae is fully here. Just to bug you. Aww. <laughs> uh, Ooh. stories for Shante. Um, a woman driving through Amro, which I'm guessing is in, uh, Wisconsin. <laughs> Because it says near Oshkosh, but a, oh, okay. a woman driving through Ambro got the surprise of her life on Wednesday evening. She noticed that her SUV was running weirdly, so she pulled over, opened the car's hood, and found a python crawled around the engine. Ooh, girl! Ambro police said. Police tried to take the snake out, but it was strong. <laughs> <laughs> They had to call a snake specialist from Manasha to remove it. Quote, the reluctant reptile is alive and well, just tired and scared, reads a Facebook post from the police department. The snake is a ball python, a popular breed to have as a pet. Uh, native to Africa, the snakes like warm areas. They are known to be shy and friendly. Oh, no. Uh-uh. And the reason no. why the car wasn't running well? Well, it was because the four-foot-long snake had kicked off the serpentine belt in the slithering.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's mm-mm, no. 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 no, 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 no. That's, that's not, not mm-mm. No. No. No, no. That's, that's not, not okay. okay. No. no, I don't, don't like no. no. Oh, no. I keep saying no, no, but no, I don't, don't like snakes. Like, like this is like, not. not mm-mm. This, this, is is like, this is terrifying. Like I would have oh, died. Like, died opening up my opening up my hood and seeing that there. I would have. It's your now. <laughs>
2: you got like, the juice now homeboy
0: for real for real and it's funny that they're talking about this snake being like oh it's shy and friendly blah, blah 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 so my husband told me this story about this woman who had a snake and I guess maybe like she broke up with her boyfriend or something or whatever and she was like super duper lonely and so she had this like really big ass snake and so she but 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 she had the the snake snake. And She she let let the snake snake out And was like cuddling and shit with the the snake snake, I guess like Like, letting it like hang out mm -hmm. In the house and And shit And so Eventually the the snake stops eating eating. Mm -hmm. Yeah Mm -hmm. and she gets upset And (laughs) she's worried (laughs) She's worried about about the snake Takes it to the vet And the vet is like the snake is starving itself It's going to Eat you that's,
2: That's why, why it's not eating. Put it, it back, back in the cage. cage. He's like, like, you almost, almost got, got. got. I love that story. It's one of my favorites. Hey, you know, when I bought Omar, because again, all of my pets are named Omar, uh, except for <laughs> Dizzy, because I don't know. I just wasn't thinking about it when I named him. Oh, when I named him Dizzy, otherwise his name would have been Omar too. Um, I told Nisha that story and she got sufficiently freaked the fuck out when Omar escaped. I forgot I had told her the story. So when Omar escaped, she was like visibly freaked out, and I was like, what? You know, maybe he's dead somewhere. And she was like, Derek, if I find that snake laying next to me in the bed when I wake up one morning, I'm gonna kill it, and then you and I are gonna have a long talk. (laughs) and i was like baby the snake is literally like as big around as my thumb and index finger put together and she was like they stretch <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, mean, I mean they, they do, do but, the but still, still it's, it's just it is, I, I, I never, never imagined imagine omar was, was like a, a giant python. python another thing oh they man so another, another thing another like in florida they, they found, found out that that the snakes, that there's, there's like, like, they've they've got, like, like a python python infestation infestation or whatever, whatever. and And so so there's, there's like, Burmese pythons and Indian pythons, and And each each of them live, live like, in separate type of places. places. Like, Like one lives, like, in wetlands wetlands and the other thing, thing, the the other other one one lives, like, in in higher elevations or whatever, and they found, they realized through, like, DNA testing that the snakes that they captured in Florida... Are, are like a mix, mix of these two snakes, snakes. so now, now they don't know where the fuck, fuck these snakes, snakes might. These snakes might end up being everywhere, versus, versus just being in one place or, place or the other. other. So, don't, don't go, go to Florida.
2: Florida. Wait, 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 wait. So the snakes, two different type of snakes. Yes. yes. Are fucking.
0: A cross-bred.
2: crossbred. They're fucking.
0: Yes. yes. they They crossbred and And so so now you have have these like Indian snakes and Burmese snakes snakes. and And there's there's now like a hybrid python or whatever in Florida Florida, which is just like stop Like like, like, one I'm sure it's because people you know they get those snakes and and it's all dope until it's 15 feet and then you can't do anything with the motherfucker so then you throw it out because it's a snake and it's just like no don't do that
2: Uh, only in florida right like right okay um florida's gonna fall into a sinkhole anyway um especially you know if you go to the capital of florida which is twerking um <laughs> it's it's got so many just sinkholes in opalaka and all that kind of shit that
1: it's gonna
2: die. i just like saying opalaka it's gonna go away pretty soon anyway so fuck florida um it's a, the perfect rainstorm is gonna come and just wash that whole fucking place away. Man, I
1: hope oh, not. No, my, my dad, dad lives there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dad move first.
2: <laughs> I would hope so, because I just wouldn't move to a place where you know that they have like hurricanes. Like it's not even a question. Like it happens every year. Yeah,
0: yeah. he's and he's, in, he's in inland, inland though. Okay. He's kind of he's he's not, and he's not like right, right on the beach. Because <laughs> yes, yes, it, it does, does seem kind of wild, wild to leave. live. like Like, right on on the beach beach. like Like, why like (laughs) like like, you're you're asking asking for it it. but but but, yeah but But, you know people think but that's the whole thing about about, i guess humanity and everything there's There's so many places that it's just like why would you live like like in the like in north dakota or something why would you live there it's like 50 feet of snow every year but somehow you figure you dig yourself out you know motherfuckers living in buffalo new york you know or wherever you know california California for the earthquakes here in the bible hey hey, hey,
2: hey. i have never have i ever well i have but (laughs) but they aren't that big like you
0: can sleep through an earthquake right but 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 i mean i feel like that's the same thing thing. i feel feel like each person that lives where they live would say okay, okay it's It's not not that bad bad. we've learned learned to cope cope. there's There's things that we do that make it okay okay, where the person who doesn't doesn't live there will be like like, y'all are some bullshit i don't want to have anything to do with it like there's There's somebody somebody who lives in oklahoma who is going to tell you well oh the tornadoes yes they could tear up your house but you know we have shelters and we have this and we have that or sometimes the motherfuckers don't even come you know and they downplay it even though they are super duper dangerous and, and somebody, somebody on the outside would be like, like I'm not coming to fucking Oklahoma's, get you know, my house blown, blown away, fuck okay. that shit, and, and somebody, somebody else would be the same way where it might snow, snow a whole bunch, Another person is just gonna be like, like well, all well, you gotta do is just shovel the shit out of your driveway, and shovel it out of this, and you know, the streets are clean, and blah, 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 and some, you know, me, I'm like, I don't wanna go anywhere like, near some fucking snow, I hate like, when it snows, so, it's just all, you know, perceptions.
2: Yeah, I'm 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 never so, like, uh snow, I don't fuck with it, um, Places where I have to look to see what the demographics are, because I'm not quite sure. I don't want to fuck with it. Um, so if I'm relatively confident that there's not a lot of black pool in your town, I don't want to fuck with it. I don't even want to look. I just don't want to go. <laughs> so like Idaho... I don't know. I'm never going there. Like I just guess. You're not going to <laughs> Courtaline? <of lean>? Never. <laughs> Ever. Especially when that motherfucker said that her and six people were marching around a building. No, I'm not going there <laughs> because I won't subject myself and my family to that. And plus snow. I'm never going to uh Minneapolis because any place where even if it's a rumor that they have an underground walkway so then when it snows you just go on underground walkways and go be underneath buildings so then you don't freeze to death in the winter i don't want to do that um i don't want to move to any place where like tons of horror movies where black folks die first are made so maine is out of the question i don't want (laughs) to go there I just I don't want to go to a place where I will be the first. I don't want to go anywhere where I'd be the first black person or the first black person with a belly or the first black person over the, over six foot. I don't want to go anywhere where I would be in there and your kid would turn around at the restaurant at the local, uh, fuck it, Applebee's, your kid would turn around and stare at me. And you'd finally have to come over and say, my daughter thinks you're a basketball player because you're tall and you're black. I don't want to go there. I don't want (laughs) to go to Ohio. I don't want to go to Minnesota. I don't want to go to, I don't even want to go to New York because the city is cool. But have you noticed that for like New York and for Atlanta, the only place that they talk about is New York City and Atlanta? Like, yeah. I don't want to move to places like that. Why don't we talk about the rest of New York? Like you said, Buffalo is shitty, and it's cold, and it's like right next to Toronto. These are all things that I've heard, but I've never really confirmed. <laughs> <those>. <laughs>
0: it's like they've heard. They heard the geography episode. They know what's up, right? So
2: you don't want me to go too deep into this, but um, I don't want to. I don't. I don't. I'll move to Washington. 'Cause I have family up there, but I don't want to live there either. I don't want to live in a place where uh, there's a lot of like wild animals. Right. Or right. or swamps. Because if there's a lot of swamps, that just gives people more opportunity to hide your body. That's just me. Oh wow. 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 See, see I, was I was just thinking, thinking wild animals, animals so, so I was like, like okay, okay, I don't want to live,
0: live in Colorado. Colorado. Like, like you know, you, you see those people who like the video, video of the, the bears, bears in the pool, you know, like, like they're, they're filming, filming it from, it from their, their, you know, patio you know, or whatever, and That the bears have like showed up in the their pool. pool. It's just like, like, oh, no, you live too close to bears. Like, this is not okay. Like, like the, the bears, bears shouldn't be so comfortable, comfortable that they, they can come, come out into your your yard yard and come come hang hang out out and and everything like no this is not where i want want to be be. this is this is is the wrong place place. like Like, i don't know where where that was was, but that's that's not not where i want to go
2: that video of the woman who was like go away bear go away fuck you fuck that fuck no fuck this i'm out like i don't want to do that and yes i'm deadly serious about florida and those swamps and people just hiding bodies in the swamps hoping that the crocodiles and alligators eat them. Yes, this is all stuff that I've seen on TV shows and movies. And yes, uh, (laughs) burn notice is a very, very prevalent reason why I'd never be moving to Florida. But still, I'm good. I saw Rosewood. I'm all right. I don't Mm want to do that. Like, any place where white folks can at any moment feel like we no longer know our place, isn't a place i want to live at and i know sacramento has a lot of fucking shitty ass cops i know we do and i know that we have a lot of uh, unsolved murders by police i know that too but what we don't have is a whole lot of clan members sitting right outside of our city talking about those niggers need a comeuppance like they do in stone mountain and atlanta I'm good. I'm okay. I, I won't even tempt fate. I just won't. I won't do it. Any place where Kid Rock is looked at as in, as a credible musician, I don't want to do it. I, <laughs> I want to go there. I'm all right. Fuck you. No, I'm okay. Wait, what? Sweet Home Alabama? You're playing that in in huh? We're playing that in Colorado, huh? I don't want to do it. I want to go there. I'm all right. It's too cold anyway, and you can't breathe up there. Be out there like. <gasps> Come on, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. fuck that, no. So all y'all South Park motherfuckers, no, fuck you. Anyhow, a police union in New York. This important. A police union wants to turn random bystanders into vigilantes for hire by offering five hundred dollars to any civilian who helps cops wrestle down suspects who are resisting arrest. Ew. The cash proposal from the sergeant's benevolent association is aimed at getting those who normally will make videos of cops taking people into custody to put down their phones and actually get involved quote when you see an officer struggling rather than take your phone out assist the officer and you'll receive an award of $500 Uh, SBA president Ed Mullins told the post Far too often, quote, far too often, we see police officers engaged in violent struggles with perpetrators, while members of the public stand by and take videos of the incident. This has got to stop. And hopefully this program will incentivize good Samaritans to do the right thing.
0: This is stupid. Like, Like, this this is is terrible. terrible. And And it it speaks to... to
1: The lack of
0: training that that police officers probably get when it comes comes to subduing suspects. Because if you would accept some random person jumping in to help you do something that you're supposed supposed to be, be, quote unquote, trained for, you probably aren't really trained for that that shit. That you're you're just out there just grabbing, You're you're just, you know... doing Doing the the best best you can, can. and And you you would accept some good Samaritan Samaritan to come in and help you. When you would think that anyone anyone outside of someone trained to be be a police police officer officer would be a a a detriment. As as far as you know, it would make make you unsafe. It would, you you know, know, as far as as a police officer is concerned, it would make the person who you're trying to arrest unsafe. And it would make that person unsafe. But But you're saying, come on and come jump in this, jump in in the fray for 500 bucks. Like, Like, fuck all
2: that shit. So a few things. First of all, back in the day, uh, I'm quite sure that this is how uh, slave owners convinced white people to become slave catchers. They didn't really need to offer them too much money They just, hey, you want a job? I'll give you $5 for every black person you find. And that's how, uh, both slaves and free, uh, people were taken back to plantations, uh, for the rest of their days. Um, I'm about to look that up on Google cause I know that that happened and somebody's going to ask me for a source and I'm going to find it right after I say this next part. Uh, you are literally asking people who are videotaping you to make sure that you don't fuck up and kill somebody to stop videotaping you and help you kill somebody.
1: Basically,
2: yes. Like, I don't know if they meant to say it like that. Like, hey, you, instead of videotaping us, why don't you help out? I am helping out by videotaping you. And you offer me $500 is kind of like a bribe that I'm not going to take because if I was stupid enough to help you subdue a victim... Or a suspect. Three things are going to happen. One. Since I'm not a cop. I don't have the protection of the union. When people are like. Yo that's that motherfucker who took down Bobby. Yep. Like there's a difference between being a. Anonymous witness. Who's like yeah I saw somebody. But I don't really want to testify. But I can tell you what happened. And you can go over there and, and arrest them, or whatever. And the whole neighborhood watching me tackle somebody. Like I'm Terry Tate. The second thing is. If I get shot the fuck are you gonna do are you gonna stop and help me are you gonna give me pension if i get injured if my spine gets severed if something happens to me where i can't provide for my family are you and the police officers benevolent union being the benevolent motherfuckers that you are are you gonna pay for me to be taken care of for the rest of my life or do i have to sue you for it and then when i sue you for it are you gonna say that i shouldn't have been there in the first place Cause i'm not employed by you and the third thing is if i do take them down am i then also expected to testify against them is this money tax-free how's this money working They said that they are hoping to get other police unions to uh, add money to the fund in order to uh, encourage people to do this. But who do they actually think is going to do this other than alt-right people and Trump supporters? White folks who want to do this anyway. Like I said, the slave catchers. I'm about to look this up right now. But yeah, I don't know. Fugitive slave catchers uh, were people who was, who returned escaped slaves to their owners in the United States. Slaves who managed to free themselves from their owners had yet another worry: fugitive slave catchers. Uh, the Compromise of 1850 and the Fugitive Slave Law, uh, enacted pursuant to a specific provision contained in Article 4 of the United States Constitution, created the fugitive slave, and slave catchers became bounty hunters or police officers yeah. yeah and now that people are no longer fucking with the police history's repeating itself and they're like yo we will give you 500 dollars to take down that person right there who ain't done shit to you somebody posted this up earlier uh this week on facebook and i when i saw it a couple years ago this is growth ladies and gentlemen shout out to you jeremy um when I saw it a couple of years ago, I didn't even blink. But now that I see it, I'm like, you know what? They're fucking right. If you see somebody stealing something in a store, mind your own fucking business.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Mind your own business. Because that store throws away so much stuff. When you work at a food bank, you literally see the cast-offs that they give away, and that's not even half of it. It's not even a quarter of it. They're doing that for tax purposes. They throw the rest of it away. Restaurants throw the rest of their stuff away, and they blend up their stuff so nobody else can eat it. They throw their stuff away. They lock it up so then people can't get to it who actually need it. So if you see somebody stealing something, shut the fuck up. Turn the fuck around and mind your own goddamn business yeah shanta you got any shout outs uh yeah, yeah man
0: shout, shout out to everybody, everybody uh who continuously listens to, to the show, show and, and, and rocks, rocks with us. us you know check, check tell,
1: tell, your your tell your friend
0: and tell your friends to tell another friend, friend about this podcast, podcast and any of the podcasts, podcasts that you hear in the in, the, in the, the promo in the in the promo section between, between podcasts, podcasts, you know, because you know, those, those are good podcasts, podcasts too, you know. Let's pick you know, up everybody. everybody.
2: Mm-hmm. And I want to really say thank you to Fallon. Um, like it seems like every couple days I see a post on Facebook or on 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 Twitter where she's just bigging us up so strong. right, right. And it's, it means a lot to us. Like, like we appreciate that. We appreciate, um, we got folks who are, uh, telling other, telling their friends about the show. Like when they're sharing the show, they're literally tagging somebody like this, is the show that I've been telling you about. And that, that warms my heart. It makes me feel really, really good to know that folks are, uh, repping us out there. Um, I want to say thank you to, uh, Tayrell uh, 713 from Stace Crunchy and Milk, uh, for leaving a review, um, yesterday actually, um, uh, he said, uh, with one of the best shows on iTunes, uh, stop losing, get in on this fun and insightful show for the book of lies alone. They're never going to let us live that shit down.
0: no No. i mean mean, it it was was, it was it was was, 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 i'm sure sure it was gold gold for motherfuckers motherfuckers when they was listening to it you know it was was not it was it wasn't gold gold for me me. you know whatever it's It's all it's all good
2: and uh oh and shout out to uh mixed girl main uh from militantly mixed um she also left a five-star review and said i started listening to single simulcast a couple weeks ago uh, I've been looking for more black podcasts to support. And wouldn't you know, during the episode about being a California narcissist, yes, I am, um, I discover that Rashani and I are from the same town, and after further discussion, we went to the same high school around the same time. Uh, this world is small. <laughs> and But I love the comfortable style in this podcast. The banter and friendly competitiveness shows how much they care about each other and their show. It's great. Yeah, it was weird as shit Uh, (laughs) to to find out that not only did this person uh, listen to the show, but that they lived like in the same area I grew up in and that they went to the same school and that I hit them up on Skype and we were talking. And while we were talking, their husband pulled out the yearbook and was like, oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, wow. Like that. Yes. Like that kind of like they graduated with my older brother, the punk ass, like same exact year. So, yeah, the world is getting smaller and smaller. So be careful because you never know who could really not meet you in Temecula, but meet you at the fucking (laughs) Piggly Wiggly. (laughs) Real talk. You think that you are insulated? Nah, motherfuckers. This world is getting a lot smaller and people will be near you. Uh, Shout out to Cameron. Uh, He's been listening to the show for a long time. Brother lives right down the street from me. I'm glad he's a good dude because he lives (laughs) right down the street. See him at the Costco. (laughs) See him at the gym. He's swole as shit. I see him. He's out there. So I'm glad he's a good dude. Um, But I do want to, again, um, take time out and say that uh, in light of what's been going on this past couple weeks uh, with folks just – Uh, saying bad things about Tevin Campbell. Um, I want to remind you that uh, Tevin Campbell is one of the reasons why niggas remember the Back on the Block uh, CD by Quincy Jones. Uh, And Tomorrow is one of the best songs that was ever made. And um, Tell Me uh, or Round and Round was dope as well. And I fuck with that nigga. But not like y'all fuck with that nigga. Like
0: I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that it, 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 it was shocking but, shocking, but it also it also, it also was the was person, person yeah. who step who step who, who definitely stepped out of, of their, their uh,
2: boundary, their comfort zone. Yeah, they, they
0: stepped, stepped they stepped out of their, their lane, and, and they got pushed back, back in it. Got, got pushed, pushed back into, into it real
2: hard with two hands. Somebody <laughs> ran up behind them it was like woof. They
1: <laughs>
0: they mushed. That, that person, person back, back into their lane. Get their and, back in that box. And, <laughs> and they tried, tried to spin it into something else, but but, but motherfuckers, motherfuckers wasn't having
2: it, that either. It got spun so. right the fuck back too. Like you got all the fucking nerve. It was just interesting to me. I I, I love that um. I love that people were like that. That Tevin was trending. For a while on Twitter, I love that because it made me want to go back and listen to some of the songs, and then I realized that I only, I, don't, I, I I like Tevin, I like him a lot. My wife adores Tevin. Like I got a video. If any of y'all want to see it, it's on YouTube of Nisha <laughs> singing "Can You Can We Talk" like lustily, like oh full volume. <laughs> like no filters like it was the best into holding the television remote control like it was a microphone with both hands she was double fisting that motherfucker and her head was her eyes were closed and her head was tilted back and she looked so beautiful and she was going hard and I got that motherfucker on tape and I put it on YouTube and every so often I watch it (laughs) Uh, rest in peace Aretha Franklin Right. Uh Madonna, you
0: should have known better. Man, Man motherfucker should've, should've known better than to put Madonna, Madonna on there. Or, Madonna yeah. did what she was supposed yeah. to do. What what she, she would have normally it. did. Which is talk about herself in connection
2: <laughs> with Aretha Franklin. <laughs> it's,
0: it's like, like nobody, nobody told John y'all to put Madonna on there. They should have picked somebody else. <laughs> that <laughs> was that's that's MTV's fault. That is very true.
2: Um let me see, what else? Did we miss anything? You were missed last week, Shantae. Um Oh, yeah. As a reminder, we are, while basketball season's going on, we will be primarily on, on Fridays. Um, so, show will likely be coming out on Saturday and then push through the weekend and then push really hard again on Tuesday for all the folks who are used to it coming out on Tuesday. But it comes right. out on Fridays now. Um, but, leave a review. Uh, one of the things that I picked up this week was from Aaron Rand Freeman. Uh, One of his friends uh, who um, hosts a podcast uh, was saying that as far as leaving a five-star review, you don't really have to type a lot. Just put in two words. They said just put gang gang. (laughs) That's what's up. And uh, I know that a lot of folks don't have iTunes, so it may be hard to leave a review on there. But if you can leave a review on our Facebook page, um or whatever podcast you're on we we'd greatly appreciate it that's yo
0: probably. if you if, if you just want to put, to put like, like a like, like if you can just do like one or two words, words like if you want, want to leave me, a review just put, just put diversity
2: yes right like, like, with an exclamation point five of yeah. them. yeah five of them and i that would be greatness diversity yes <laughs> perfect um but yeah seriously seriously thank you to ricky and sherelle um Thank you to Sharazar. Thank you to Erica. Uh, Thank you to Tally and Bobby. Um, Thank you to Auntie Francine. Uh, Thank you to Corbin. I think that's it. For uh, supporting the show through Patreon, we greatly do appreciate that. Uh, I actually have a Patreon episode that I need to post up. uh, The Rick... Uh, Ricky Hines and uh, Additive J and myself did, so I'll post that one up pretty soon on the Patreon. But other than that, this episode one fourteen or three fourteen. 314 yeah. I don't know why I keep going back to one hundred. Like that was such a long time ago. Um, y'all be good. We out. Peace. This is single simulcast.